Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And make sure you are watching on Facebook Live and YouTube. And while you're there, give us a smash, give us a click. However you go about your business, we need the likes up, we need the subs up. So do all that for us, and we uh, we thank you for your service and uh, watching this program each and every day. Big one on tap for you today as we will get you ready for the football weekend, high school, college, and NFL. We've got our flight by yingling ecu football practice report coming up in just a little bit we'll hear from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell so got that on the way coming up at four o'clock tony dunn carolina cat chronicles.com will join me we will break down week one and pick week two as we will make our selections for all of the nfl games talk about uh some fantasy football some spreads everything in between so we'll talk uh NFL coming up hour number two on today's show at five o'clock. The voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Morgan Aylers, will join us. We'll get his thoughts on ECU Campbell and where the Pirates are two weeks into the 2022 season, heading into week three. Brian North will join us. Busy Friday night, great Friday night slate for high school football. That does not include DH Conley, so no Conley football tonight on Pirate Radio. We do have the high school huddle coming your way at six o'clock with Morgan Aylers, but Brian North will break down. The great games coming up as conference play begins in the high school ranks. We'll talk some NFL college as well. And Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, will let you know what's going on in the world of golf. And, of course, we'll talk some football with Greeny. So we are football heavy on a Friday. Glad you are with us and uh, glad Shirley Rhodes is alongside and glad C.J. Schaefer is here as well. Hello, Studio B. How are we doing over there today? Happy Friday. Hmm, you said that with a sigh, and I'm not talking about Seymour. <laughs> no, well, right now I'm struggling with my headphones. Struggling. Um, no, I said it with a sigh because, you know, technically Friday is Friday for most folks. This is not my Friday. Tomorrow is my Friday. Happy Thursday, Shirley. Thursday Eve. Friday Eve. <laughs> I don't even know what damn Game day it Eve. is. All right, let's see what <laughs> CJ's doing. Surely uh, struggling. Cause I am. A lot going on. We were at UBE earlier. You were at UBE. I was yes. here earlier today. UBE Pirate Preview. And I did not take my meds today, so I'm a little off. Mm-mm. Bad news for CJ. CJ, you got a facial hair thing going. Let's talk about it. <laughs> is it new? I don't know. I just noticed it. What? It's no, he's, kid, had, he's it's, had facial hair. Uh, maybe it's really coming in now. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's looks hard good. to grow. Looks good. So uh <laughs> now is that a Filipino trait or is that more of a you thing? I believe it's a Filipino trait. <laughs> okay. All right. It's unfortunate, but that's how it is. Uh good to hear. Good to hear. Manny Pacquiao. Where's he from? The Philippines. Okay. And he he yeah. He's was, got a goatee. Yeah, but it's is it though? It's okay. Yeah, it's not very strong. 
All right, those are the kinds of things it's we're going to talk about. It's not like a about. Jim Rome goatee. <laughs> no. It's not a full, strong... Rome's got the strongest goatee. That thing's got to be fake. It's got to be, first of all, color fake. And I think oh, he's there's adding, no question he's colored that thing. I think he's Romy. got some Carlos Boozer color and <laughs> like paint going on up there, maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what the chat uh, rooms are saying today. And uh, you can jump in on YouTube and Facebook Live. Susan Dean says, hashtag Fire Matt Rule. Uh, Fire Matt Rule. Four more weeks to go? She's Her prediction is prediction. Rule is gone by week five. Uh, if they lose to the Giants on Sunday, that could uh, very well expedite that process. I would think so. We shall see. Alex Marion says, we are having a freaking game. Excitement time. And uh, Mike Houston is excited, ready to see the Pirate Faithful family weekend here in Greenville. So uh, should be a good crowd on hand for East Carolina and Campbell. Uh, Mike says, thoughts on the Next Gen Stats broadcast on Amazon Prime last night. So I had it on last night, and I saw a lot of people on social media have issues with buffering and sounds and all kinds of stuff. It went pretty flawless on my end. I, I don't like it. I don't I, like that it's on Prime. I know. I don't. I'm not a fan of it. But as far as getting it and watching it, it was fine. It was a nice presentation for me. But I put some on. And and boy, what? And I'm in to look this up. Let me because look I up. actually forgot that it was on Prime. So when I got home last night, I was I had some things I had to do, uh, and I got home and it hit me. I was like, oh shoot, the game is on. So I go and get, I have YouTube TV, so I flipped on, and I've got the NFL Network, so I'm thinking it's on the NFL Network, so I go to pull it up, not there. And I was like, wait, it's a Thursday night game, it should be on the NFL, and of course I forgot, it was it was exclusively on Prime Video, or whatever it is. You need to listen to Pirate Radio uh, No, well, I mean, I first of all, I was doing other things, so it was very likely that I didn't hear any of that, but... Uh, I was a little annoyed that they're not even offering it at least on some sort of channel that would be a little bit more common for folks to have. So I was curious about this. No, So we had Thursday night football week one, uh, the night of our Pirate Radio football kickoff party. Some pretty good games. Uh, Purdue and Penn State. Yep. And uh, West Virginia and Pitt. And Pitt. No Thursday night football week two. No Thursday night football last night. I do have good news that will return next Thursday, September 22nd. West Virginia and Virginia Tech on ESPN, Coastal and Georgia State on the U, Chattanooga, Illinois on Big Ten Network. Because all I was thinking last night is while people were complaining, didn't know where it was, didn't have it, what a missed opportunity uh, for college football to have a game on ESPN. Because if people can't find an NFL game, they'll probably just flip to ESPN, find a game there, and stick with it, right? So uh college football will be back on thursday night next week so uh yeah. i was annoyed i couldn't find uh these cardinals game last night too because it was on the night before it was on fs1 and i thought okay well then if i can't find the nfl game at least i'll flip over and see how alec burleson's doing so i tried to find not there and you just ended up finding like a law and order marathon no it was the season premiere of ghost adventures so i just <laughs> flipped over to that those ghosts still adventuring oh yeah 25 years okay uh craig i said it before but man i love that lid how can i get one hashtag ask the positive clip 
I don't have an answer for that, Craig, but maybe I will one day. It needs to be a hashtag ask the host. Steve. Since we asked the owner, like on Monday. Steve says it must be Friday since Chandler isn't there. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. That wasn't There's me. local politics, bud. There's a lot of things involved behind the scenes that I have, um, above my pay grade. So I didn't mention it. Steve said it, not me. My guy. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin says the beer is mine. Well, Kevin, we'll Calling see. A shot. Calling a shot. Hour three. We'll be opening up the phone lines and uh, giving away a case of Bud Light. Bud Light pregame tailgate coming your way at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Craig says, how about the second goal by the Pirates against SMU last night? How oh, about did the you goal? see so that? sick. It was that sick. That was a sick move. Made me vomit. It was so sick put me in the hospital it was so sick that was a pro move updated my will it was so sick (laughs) that was a that was a straight up pro move and i absolutely loved it like when i saw the highlight i was like whoa the only thing that would have been better is if she did the uh the heel the heel pass and if she nutmegged the the defender that would have been the only thing that would be better there was a nutmeg for the first goal i can't can't remember um her name is yeah. uh, Gutierrez. Is. Oh, Gutierrez, yeah. Gutierrez. Gutierrez. She's the goat. Oh. That it. Well done, sir. Thank you, Cliff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's the. Uh, she is on the Mexican national team. Is like is the right? uh, under twenty, I believe. Yeah, yeah the U twenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, U twenty, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, but man, huge win for Coach Higgins and the gals. So they were receiving votes, top twenty-five. Yeah. It's, on the road, beat yeah. the number eighteen team. Are we going to be in a poll? There is, is East Carolina going to have their Car- name I, I in a would, top twenty-five poll? I would very like. I would say it's very likely. <sighs> That's awesome. I mean, you you beat a, a a pretty recognizable soccer team in Florida, and then you go, like you said, go on the road, and they've got one coming up this weekend. That's right. Come uh, out Sunday at one. Yeah, Sunday at one. William and, and Mary, and then a big one uh, next Thursday mm-hmm. uh, at home Thursday night under the lights at Johnson Stadium. But we had uh, Gary Higgins on the show earlier this week, and I, I, t- I remember I told Coach Higgins. Well, what did I tell Coach Higgins? I just told him to be prepared. Jameis Winston reference, <laughs> and he listened to me. <laughs> and, and he is also undefeated as we speak since he's been on the show yeah uh, we call that the pirate radio live bump that's right yeah so there you go uh let's see mike p said he liked that they were showing wide receiver routes as they were running them i i, I guess i just didn't even really notice that i kind of had it on was doing other stuff um tyler says he liked kirk herbstreet common commenting commentating uh herbie is like he's a busy man he's a natural and al michaels i feel like could almost make any color analyst sound good but then again herbie is one of the best if not the best going right now mm-hmm. in the college game uh but i thought they had a great team so no complaints I, there i enjoyed it for the, for their first time together i didn't i didn't notice anything like yeah i felt like they've been doing wise. it for a while yeah, right which is good you don't really want to notice anything out of the ordinary Tyler asked, where do you park for the soccer games? Uh, anytime I've done like PA or gone, you just park right by the baseball stadium, right? Yeah, you park right by the baseball stadium. If there is some overflow, which um, I don't see that happening, but if there is overflow, you just park in the uh, the lots across the street like you would for baseball season. 
sure i got a call today while you were at ube and uh it was from a listener named david and uh-huh. david last week during the fifth quarter uh was kind of playing the home version of the of of u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show bingo okay and he called and he was he really he wants to make this a thing like have bingo cards what we'd have to do i guess is figure out maybe we could do it virtually on a website or something and put in the 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 squares and people would get different cards and different squares i don't know how it would work but he really wants to to do something with it but i just noticed caleb uh on youtube said my dad is driving listening on the radio uh, but he says, drink if you have local politics, bud, on your PRL bingo card. So, But not uh, your dad. Please don't drink. Not and while drive. you're driving. Drink if your dad is driving drunk? Wait, no, that's not what it says. It says, uh, <laughs> so local politics, bud, that would be a good one to have on the uh, the bingo card. But For PRL. For PRL and for, well, but where did it come from? It came from fifth quarter. It came from you're the right. fifth quarter. It was birthed from the fifth quarter. Ripped from the wound on the fifth quarter what are you laughing at cj cj your facial hair has grown since the last time i saw you <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're gonna be zz topping over there by what? the five o'clock hour what are we doing today <laughs> i don't know man i'm in a good mood i'm in a football mood that's true it's a football friday we're gonna have a good friday i want well we want to do what a free space in the middle yeah, which you said could be the Pirate Radio logo, which yeah, I like. Free space. Okay, I'm, I'm down with that. Well, one of them has to include, hey, Clip, how you doing? How you doing is definitely one. Got to put that on that bingo card. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Could be. I've been in the Pirate Club for dot, dot, dot years. Or mm-hmm. I've been a fan for dot, dot, dot years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty Montgomery, Steve Logan, Jeff Comfer. Like do, that, what, like, do we want to put that in individual boxes? I think so. Okay. All those old names that tend to come up. If somebody okay. says they're piggybacking off of a previous comment made, I've heard that a few times. Like the last caller said. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or uh, I'm just tuning in. This might have already been said. Oh, that's a, we yeah, get that that's one a good a lot. one. Yeah. Um, Donnie K's got to go. <laughs> Wait, are you doing bingo squares, or is yeah. this your hot take for today? No, 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 no. Bingo squares. <laughs> Surely coming in hot on a Friday. <laughs> no, bingo squares. Donny K's got to go. I'm trying to think of uh, some of the other ones. This that defense, are... man. Yeah. This defense. Uh, uh, or Holton's not our guy. Yeah, I've he's not that. the guy. He's not the Time guy. Time to move on. Yeah. Get the phone. That might be something related to this, Shirley Road. So, we'll, uh, we'll see. I've got some other uh, college football things i want to discuss i love how people will call the studio and then when i go pick up i get a dial tone <laughs> you this is so annoying if we find out who you are and we know who you are yeah i'm a little bit of a loose cannon today <laughs> Tell them, not Shane. on my meds <laughs> just hashtag consider yourself warned off the meds did y'all <laughs> see that sweet cute puppy on the sidelines at daddy ficklin stadium hudson I didn't see it live. I saw photos of it. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, um, so Hudson is the ambassador, the official ambassador for Old Dominion football. And it came to the ECU game. I guess it was on the sidelines during the game. I saw pictures being taken and everything. I'm watching a video now of a touchdown being scored and everybody going nuts, I guess, against Virginia Tech. And Hudson is asleep on the sidelines. 
it is a uh, a small dog what is that a, a lob would you it say cj like a, a yellow like lob a yellow lob a yellow lob uh how about this hudson tweeted out uh that virginia has told my team that we are not allowed on the field even though we are accredited uh and should be allowed on the field accredited with assistance dogs international the highest standard and hudson says they are intimidated by my presence on the field so this kind of makes me want to take old dominion plus the points if virginia is not allowing hudson on the field or does this hurt odu so much that virginia crushes them i don't know how to take this i think they'll play to honor i agree yeah i'm with your first point so take old dominion because virginia will not allow hudson on the field we did allow hudson on the field yes and he was uh for all from all what i understand a great great dog great presence i saw uh i saw a tweet it wasn't that one but it was about hudson that dog is three months old yeah and in training to be a uh support dog so that's uh pretty cool to have just a him. pup yeah just a pup but uh karma will catch up to virginia i'll take odu craig says uh virginia will let a horse onto their field but not hudson you know what maybe they don't want hudson to get trampled remember a couple years ago when uh bevo almost ran straight into uga yes dude that was and awful. almost like gordon yes that would have been bad and the tv like the cameras were on him they were rolling live if it happened, we would just would have had to see it, I guess. Yeah, a live animal mauling on TV. So maybe they're just trying to uh, to prevent a horse from trampling a uh, a lob on the field. So maybe there are multiple sides to every story. I tell you what, though, safety is so boring, right? It is. Like we want to see the dog out there. It'd be so much more fun if we didn't have to worry about safety yep. for anything. I think Hudson had booties on because it was raining when we when he was out at the at Dowdy Ficklin. All right. I just hey, like I just hearing you say a, booty. <laughs> You're I right, though. I think that's a little much, though. The dog had shoes on. Or uh, booties. Say booty again. Booties. Hey, that's funny. <laughs> Dude, you've got, like, sideburns now. This is insane. You're like that old... Uh, back when I was a kid, we didn't have video games. That's a lie. We did. But we used to have to play with that uh, toy where you just drew facial hair on the guy's face. <laughs> that's the only toy we had growing up. It was a lot of fun, I got to tell you. All right. Um, in addition to the uh, the Bud Light, I want to mention this. Coming up on Saturday, uh, how about a book signing going on from C. Michael A. Mann Jr.? Which I am actually pretty excited about. I'm actually going to probably get that book sometime this weekend. A book called Voyage of the Inferno, the tale of One-Eyed Willie. A prequel to The Goonies. Which is one of my favorite movies Shirley of all time. is a Goonies fiend. I am. And uh, The Voyage of the Inferno. This will be a prequel to The Goonies. So a fiction work by Carrie Michael Amen Jr. Uh, he is the son of Mike, Mike Amen, who was... The, uh, I believe the he OG was the... PD. The, the OG PD. Yep. And it is, uh, and Don Edwards says he has started the book and he's actually very, uh, he said it's very good. He's actually enjoying the book. And as you can see, it's it's not a very long book. It's not a very thick book. But I'm excited to read it just because of the fact that it's a prequel to The Goonies. And if you ever watch that 
you know the movie you know that the movie is based on the pirate one-eyed willie so uh the connection there and the fact that it's got a local connection as well i'm pretty excited about it all right so uh and what time do we have on that charlie do you recall uh i want to say noon i want to say noon but don't quote me on that all right uh we'll let you know on that so uh that's pretty cool uh you can get your copy and get it autographed and 11 to 2 11 to 2 11 to 2 lrb the man with all the info uh jenny says will there be anything positive for the uh the bingo of course there'll be uh the pirates are back pilots pirates are rolling pirates are (laughs) rolling clip they're rolling rolling. uh if somebody breaks into song during a call you can put that Mm. on the bingo board oh an impersonation can we put that in there an impersonation of either a coach or a um a former eagles quarterback's brother that doesn't exist Ah, Don yes. Jaworski. Don Jaworski. <laughs> uh, we we had a guy that once a long time ago used to do the uh, Macho Man impersonation. We've had Mach call in. We've had Dusty Rhodes, I believe, call in. Yes, I remember uh, the Dusty Rhodes. A bunch of Ric Flairs, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Um, have we had a Stone Cold? If not, I'm shocked. We so have at that to point, point, you might as well make the block a wrestler impersonation. Yeah, wrestler impersonation. Uh bad or a mention impersonation. of a race, mention of a wrestler period. Yeah, well we've got plenty of dang squares we could do. Uh that is faux show. Yeah, we got to find a bingo card generators. I'm sure there's one that exists on the internet somewhere. Uh other something else I want to mention. This was uh South Carolina Georgia tomorrow. Georgia huge favorites at South CAC um everything i see online i just assume it's fake i do the opposite of innocent until proven guilty i do guilty until proven innocent when it comes to the internet it's probably ain't real but i'm going to take this as it is real because there are people this dumb that this could actually be real um one of my favorite twitter follows is message board geniuses and it's uh just awesome awesome stuff written on message boards I think Boneyard might have made it before. A couple times. Yeah. Um, But this comes uh, on YouTube. This is a YouTube comment uh, that stems from the Shane Beamer press conference. So a Georgia fan went to YouTube, watched the Shane Beamer press conference, probably didn't even watch it, but just commented under it uh, probably because he wants to get the word out to South Carolina fans. So this is John Doerr, Georgia fan, on YouTube. And his comments. He says, as a Georgia fan, let me make this very clear. I will not tolerate any Gamecock fan yelling in my ear. I don't mind cheering, but the incessant over-the-top stuff is not going to happen. I'll tell you one time, then I'll take a physical solution. Ditto for the kids. Keep them under control and quiet if they are around. Again, I'll tell you one time, and then I'll take control. Not to be a jerk, but as a Georgia fan, we demand respect And people better realize, I'm not driving three hours to Columbia to put up with BS in my ear or causing any issues. If I go to the bathroom, I don't wait. I go to the front of the line. Not to be rude, but out of respect. If Georgia was a crap program, it would be different, and understandably so. But Georgia is elite, and the fans are an extension of the team. We demand respect. Look, I hope everyone has a nice time at the game, but I just want to set a few things straight. 
Should be a pretty day and another wonderful college football Saturday in the South. That was his first message. There was more? (laughs) So I guess he probably got some comments after that like, are you high? Who the hell do you think you are? Are you a mentally stable adult? Uh, He probably got those questions. I didn't see those responses, but I did see his second message on this thread on YouTube. John Doerr is back, he said. Seems some of you guys don't get it. I'm not joking, and I'm not trying to be a jerk either. Just a level of respect I demand as a Georgia fan and someone who can back it up. I lift weights. Specifically, I lift free weights and not machines, and there's a huge difference between the two. I am never a jerk, and I never go looking for trouble. But I can promise you, I will wade into any Gamecock section or aisle or whatever in Williams-Brice Stadium and deal with any fan that yells in my ear or gets out of line. Do any of you guys even lift weights? I would bet you don't. And even if you did, I bet the vast majority of you only use matches and not free weights. And I doubt any of you really lift. I don't want trouble, but it is your choice what action I take. I've had problems in that stadium for years, and I have dealt with the rent-a-cops in that stadium too. Your choice, fellas. So he's he's making it clear. He's not going there for a fight. He doubled down. But if one fan yells in the ear, he's clearing out an he's entire ready. section. He, he's not going, he's not looking for a fight, but he's ready for one. Now, fair play to this dude. He did say he was going to tell them once. That's very respectful. <laughs> that's right. I, I appreciate My that. My bad. Yeah. yeah There's going to be a yell. Yeah, that's fair. He's going to say, do not yell. Yeah. I, lift free, I lift weights, not just any weights, free weights. Yeah. There's the warning. Next one, though. Although, although, free weights, jeez. Good night. The dog is out on the next one. Uh Uh-oh. So watch out for John Doerr. Good one. John Doerr. All right. uh, Was there... Oh, yeah. I wish uh, Patrick Mason had never introduced me to Iowa football because now I'm obsessed with how crappy they are. (laughs) And, like, I can't get enough of it. And he's an Iowa guy. I wouldn't even care about this. I wouldn't even they wouldn't even be on my radar. But now every week I want to see the sadness of Iowa football. So I looked at the line this week. They're playing Nevada, who was terrible. Iowa let me pull up their scores for their first few games. Iowa football. They had that classic oh. week one. Had the classic week one where they scored seven points and didn't score a touchdown. One of the most amazing feats in college football history. Iowa 7, South Dakota State 3. They had two safeties and a field goal. They won. Iowa scored a touchdown in the first few minutes of their game against Iowa State on Saturday, and they lost 10-7. to So they have scored 7-7. and They play Nevada on Saturday. They are 23-point favorites. This is a team that has not scored more than 7. They've scored one touchdown all year, and they're 23-point favorites. How bad is Nevada? The total of that game is 39 and a half. <laughs> so if you do your your math, your team total math, 30 to 9 would be 39 points. That would be a 21. So you'd have to go 31 to 8 is 22. They're basically saying 32 to 6 or 7. 32 to 7 is going to be the final score. Iowa... How are they going to beat anybody by 23 and they can only score seven points? I, I don't know. I, 
all of a sudden i'm super interested in this stupid nevada iowa game tomorrow night but that's what's good you you get random things that catch your eye and you're like well this doesn't make any sense and now suddenly you have an interest in the game yeah to see if you're right but you but you're a numbers guy that's what you look at can you, you look Im- at <laughs> i mean can you you're imagine a numbers guy. taking the under in a 39 and a half college football game <laughs> uh, what a t- this is gonna be the worst game of all time <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm fascinated by it. All right. Anything else before we get a break? Uh, a couple things, actually. Um, I am watching uh, Live Golf right now, and uh, Harold Varner Traitor. is... <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> well, I never had an allegiance to PGA golf. I, I don't even watch golf, I thought really. you were American. I know um, CJ's Filipino, but I thought you were American. Wow. Yeah. Okay, just throw me under the bus like that. Uh, Harold is even par right now. Serious in question. the first round. What are you yes. watching this on, Charlie? Uh, I, it was a no. It is their own thing. Yeah, livegolf.com. Oh, okay, ten four. Um, so I'm watching that. Also, um, let me pull it up here. Carson Wizenhunt, the Wiz, nobody beats. Um, him. has been selected as uh, one of the uh, players to participate in the Arizona Fall League. So he, um, I was trying to find the team. It's the Scottsdale Scorpions, I believe, is the team that he will be playing on. And it's a mixture of uh, several different teams. And as as you know, we had a, a bunch of uh, former players that played in the Arizona Spring League, the um, Developmental League, Complex League, that's what it's called. And uh he is the only one that was selected so because i went back and double checked just to make sure there wasn't anybody else there but, all right good deal uh so carson is going to play in the arizona fall league Shirley, what fictional um mlb pitcher from a movie played in the california penal league california penal league yeah penal league oh, from a fictional movie i'm trying to remember Pitcher, 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 pitcher. That would be a wild thing. Yeah, I thought it was him. Rick Vaughn. I thought it was Rick Vaughn, yep. yeah. I thought it was him. He was the first one that popped in my head, but I was like, wait a minute, did Penal League, though? <laughs> he went from the prison league to uh, the major leagues and ended up winning the pennant, beating the New York Yankees. What, a, what about a story? Winning. What about a story? Winning. <laughs> that was way before his winning days. <laughs> Who knew? That late, all those years later, he would be winning. What a weird summer that was, by the way. That was when we had the Dan Patrick show, and yeah. all that weird Charlie Sheen stuff started from an interview with Dan Patrick when he was talking about Tiger Blood and winning, oh. and everybody was like, is this guy okay? <laughs> and then it all began like a storm of the summer of Sheen. Yeah, it, it, it was probably one of the most... I've seen a lot of bizarre interviews. That one probably took the cake. Yeah, and then he like went on a tour like it was kind of genius when you think about it. Uh, I mean, he kind of resurrected his career <laughs> a, a little bit. He yeah. kind of did, yeah. Because he was in a little bit of trouble at that point. Uh, before we go to break, we have a bingo update. Okay. I found a... I just hit Shirley's <laughs> finger. Uh, I found a website where you can create virtual bingo cards... So, if we're serious about uh, post-game show bingo cards. And it can be done, once we get them done, we can do it virtually. We'll share the link. So, and, people can log in. And people can It'll participate. give them a random card. Yes, All right. Will. Maybe we can get this uh, this idea off the ground. Uh, David Stahl will get creativity uh, 
license on it but uh we will uh we'll take over from there all right good stuff let's take a break we'll come back when we return we'll have a ecu football practice report here from donnie kirkpatrick blake carroll maybe some mike houston thrown in as well a lot more to go prl back with you after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, on a football Friday, a free beer Friday. Got a Bud Light case for you coming up in hour number three. Did y'all see the video of Trey Lance getting grinded on by strippers? No. No, I didn't know. Huh, I'm watching it right now. Oh, my. If y'all would like to see it, there uh, she is, and there he is. Oh, my. He's got a lot of money. 49ers by 100. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you miss the old days when quarterbacks weren't out there doing that? No. And like big-time athletes? No. This is awesome. Well, you know why uh, you don't miss them? Because it, there was never days where this wasn't happening. <laughs> the difference is now it's on video. Could you imagine Joe Namath's Instagram? <laughs> what would be on Joe Namath's Instagram in the 60s or whatever? And like Mickey Mantle getting plastered after every Yankees game and getting in fights and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, it's always going on. Now we get to see it. And it's not always pretty. And sometimes you just got to kind of look the other way and root for your football team. That's what I do. Now I kind of want to see an old video of like Ted Williams in a bar fight or something. <laughs> it's uh yeah, I mean it happened. The problem is uh it was not documented. I say problem. The good thing is it wasn't documented. And now uh everything is documented. All right, uh let's talk some pirate football. East Carolina and Camp Bell coming up on Saturday. Y'all feeling pretty uh optimistic about the Pirates chances tomorrow? i do yeah i don't like these games because it's like if you win you're supposed to if you win close you start to worry if you lose you really start to worry mike houston it's panic (laughs) so i don't know but uh you just hope that emotions we get out of it injury free and we get to see some names that we haven't seen well i want to see i want to see eight to 10 carries for Marlon Gunn tomorrow. Yeah. Minimum. I'd like Minimum! To, yeah, I'd like to see some of those guys get out there for at least a quarter. Alex Flynn. Because I don't think they're going to play Garcia unless, like, Ehlers goes down. It was a week one, right, where Ehlers went down. Yeah, he right. just went in He's, for one. Pl- well, he no, started he warming up. Yeah, he started warming up. Yeah. But then I guess they saw where Ehlers would be able to go back in, so they put Flynn in to give a handoff, and then he came out, so... Well, I would like to see uh, Ryan Stubblefield play tomorrow. Heard a lot about him in camp and 
spring let's uh let's see him in game action let's see right. some uh some different guys on the field all right uh let's hit some more donnie kirkpatrick shirley he was asked this week if the run game uh they got going on saturday helped ailers play more relaxed cut two well we always say the running game is the quarterback's best friend uh, no doubt it, it is much easier to throw the ball when they're playing the run it's hard to throw the ball when the defense can just put their ears back rush you know run all these exotic coverages give you all these different looks so we we were a little more balanced we, you know in the second half we obviously got the running game going i'd said last week but the running game is what got us going back in the game against uh those other guys up up the wet road there a little bit just because we got a couple runs going and i thought that relaxed everybody i thought that made the defense have to adjust a little bit then uh it was tough running. It was tough running again. And, and we're going to see that because, obviously, coming in, you, they all watch tape and they see those two backs running up and down the field. And they're like, you, know, you have no chance to beat a team if you can just let them turn around and hand the ball off. Okay, so nobody's going to let you do that on purpose. Uh, so it was tough. And I think we're balanced anyhow. I'd say we were the most balanced offense in the nation last year, and that's really what we want to be, the, the ability to do either one equally well. Not necessarily 50-50 number of reps, though it does seem to turn out to, to be that way for us. But uh, we'd like being able to do both. Uh, and when the run game goes good, the passing game usually a little easier, and vice versa, though. All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick there. Uh, look at all the – options east carolina's had so far catching balls this year with uh, isaiah winstead jalen johnson cj johnson ryan jones shane calhoun the two running backs carrie king who did i leave out i don't know if i left out anyone but i want more i want star wars meme gif more more and i want josiah hatfield donnie kirkpatrick was asked is josiah hatfield coming back this week cut five we did. He will be back, and he's had a pretty good week of practice, and so we got to find a way to get him in there. And uh, you know, we're looking forward to that. He he gives us the one thing that we don't have, and, and we've got guys that run well, but they don't run like he does. Now he he can flat fly now. Okay, so that gives us one more take the top off the coverage. And you know what? Sometimes that's a decoy role, but you got to take pride in that. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't always get the ball. But I hope we can get him the ball. Hoping better wind up because you got to throw it pretty deep sometimes when he runs. All right, there is Donnie Kirkpatrick. Robert says, Clip, you sound like a state fan. Quote, I don't like these games if you win, end quote, dot, dot, dot. So you you like these games, Robert? You want to play Campbell every week? All right. I know what kind of fan you sound like. I don't like them. I don't like FCS games. I don't care what I sound like. I don't like them. And you're not going to bully me into liking it. Cut seven, Shirley. Who would win in a race? Keaton Mitchell or Josiah Hatfield? Hmm. Well, that would be a good race. Yeah. It really would be. Who win a race, me or Robert? I'm not sure, though. I, the Keaton's look pretty fast, I guess. The only one that's been close is Zay Jones, I guess, to him, right? Uh, and somebody showed me that today. Uh, Josiah would be right there with him, though. He really would be. Yeah all right uh that i mean just the fact that that's a question is pretty exciting right keaton mitchell is the fastest one of the fastest guys we've seen and we compare him to cj because he plays running back but he can get him up and put him down who was the other one that they were talking about was just as fast as keaton uh malik no king what was carrie, king? Oh, carrie king yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
that that's the one that's the name that kept popping up when it they were talking about you know someone that could probably go toe-to-toe with keaton yeah. as far as speed goes and i don't think we've necessarily had a chance to see him at full speed yet so we don't really know Who? for sure i get carrie king yeah here's something that fans would like i mean i you know what i'll just speak for myself robert might not like it i would like this <laughs> if like during the spring at the spring game i don't want anybody to get hurt if there's any chance of injury let's scrap this idea but if you took the fastest pirates keaton josiah and carrie king and whoever else malik fleming put a yard sprint 40 fit whatever put him at the goal line and just have a race and i think that would be pretty i think that'd be exciting to watch i i think so. and you could do a big deal about it you could have a belt uh a trophy fastest pirate who's the fastest pirate and you have it every single year a tradition gets started i and, like it and then the whole next rest of the year you're talking about hey who's gonna be the fastest pirate you see that guy they recruited from florida i think he might win the fastest pirate crown next year people start talking about it next mm-hmm. thing you know there's fifty-one thousand at daddy ficklin every single game robert's going crazy i'm going crazy just look I, i'm dream big what can i say i like the attitude clip we're gonna I fill like out it. daddy ficklin like stadium it. every single game next year every single game donnie k cut six talked about justin red coming in here as a guard and uh playing some tackle yeah well he, he came here to play so you know what i'm saying he expected to play we expected him to play we weren't sure how it would fit in we knew that we try to get the best five out there that we could because you know the old line it's better to have five good than four great and one bad. You got one bad one, and then the whole thing's going to be be ruined. But so we weren't sure that we we liked that about him that we thought he could play tackle. He has the size, he has the length, he has the athleticism to be able to do that. Uh, I'm glad he's here because with with Bailey's situation, he's had to step in and and be a tackle, and he's loved that. I think he's loved it, but he would love guard as well. He just wanted to play, but that's why he came here. He came here to play. In the two games like we've just played in, you know, a good home atmosphere, games that are important, games that people care about. Uh, you know, he wanted to win both of them like the rest of us did, but uh, he, he's, he's enjoying it. He's been a great addition. He's fit in well. It's almost hard to believe that he's not been here longer. You know what I'm saying? He and Isaiah both. I, I have to, you're right, they're just got here. It's hard to believe they fit in so well so quickly. Donnie Kirkpatrick there, uh, Mike P. Uh, on facebook says clip does not smash the like on games versus teams like campbell you know what i realized and i liked i smashed the like on that comment i'm telling all you people out there to to smash the like smash the sub and i'm not even i i don't even hit like on our own show i am the problem i am part of what? the problem not How the solution you do that i don't know by the way have you done it yes okay uh-huh every day not on facebook well on youtube yeah okay That's, so you haven't done it shirley's name not up here either okay, okay i'm the only there. one well, that has done it you got me there because, well okay. here come the excuses here we go what you got <laughs> my excuse is i'm doing other things and i am not oh, pulling up i'm so the sorry it, the feed is his job my job is hey, to do other stuff hey feed boy i better see a like <laughs> on facebook feed get out of here give me a break speaking of likes we have uh 17 likes or i'm sorry 14 likes on youtube and 17 people watching Uh oh three of y'all are not that doing your job three, the camera's yeah. not on me hold on three 
That means three of you need to be watching. Yeah. And like three it. needs to click on the button. I, I do need one more of you to start watching so I can put up the four, like the four horsemen. Yeah, that would be cooler. But so far, three. Three people need to like. And make sure you tune in. CJ's facial hair continues to grow. He's going to look like... Uh, what is it, Rumpelstiltskin? <laughs> he's going to look like Alf in, uh, oh, in our We have three. somebody else watching. Four Iron- more people need to like Four! The- Ironically, CJ and Alf are the same height, Shirley. <laughs> Do you know what oh, Alf stood for? Do I care? <laughs> Am I supposed to care? Does anybody care? Does anybody really care? Uh, what did it? Alien life form? That's exactly right. right. Is that me? Is that the comparison we're making? Well, he doesn't like cats. No, I'm sorry. I, I just I oh, sometimes no, no, no. I he can't. likes cats. He, he eats, eats them. them. Yeah. Do you eat cats? <laughs> Clip. <laughs> Shirley, did you watch Alpha a lot? No. I did. I, did. I, said, I watched Shirley, it a lot. You weren't alive yet. Um. <laughs> I don't know why I remember this. Do you remember an episode where he like, am I remembering this right? Did he talk a guy at a jumping off a bridge or committing suicide or something? I think that was maybe the police. <laughs> this is dark, but I, I, I swear. No, that one I don't remember. I got to Google that up. <laughs> Google it up. Please, let's get back to ECU football talk. Talking uh, about random <laughs> sitcom memories. Remember uh, the TV show Blossom? Of course. Whoa. whoa. Yeah, I remember With it. Joey Lawrence whoa. and one... Mayim Bialik, uh, better known as Amy Farrah Fowler. If my you wife and Big I Bang Theory. are, uh, we were talking about that the other night because uh, she said, whoa, and I said, whoa. <laughs> and she said, what is Joey Lawrence up to these days? And I was like, great question. Oh, well, he did I a lot know. of stuff with Disney for a while, he and his brother. Um, I don't know what he's up to now. If um, anybody knows, please let us know. Random TV show moment. Probably the one that made me laugh the hardest I've ever laughed at watching a television show was a Halloween episode where Joey got grounded and he was going to sneak out and go to a Halloween party and Blossom's dad, grandfather, and brother dressed up as Wilson Phillips to Hmm. go to some sort of Halloween party where they could win some money. And they came down the stairs dressed as Wilson Phillips, and it's the hardest I've ever laughed at a television show. It was just hysterical. Random Um, TV moment. You're welcome. As you know, we are big Wilson Phillips fans. Yes, we love Wilson Phillips. Around these parts. Uh, I found an article. It's a really long article. It says the ALF Christmas special may be the root of all holiday depression. So I think that's what I'm thinking of, (laughs) but I don't have time to read that article right now on the show. Uh, Rich says Shirley needs to cut clip off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right, Rich. You're more right hey, than you are wrong. It's Friday, and we're on one. We are officially on one. That we are. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's take a break. We'll close out the hour with some Blake Carroll comments. As the Pirates get ready for the Campbell Fighting Camels, huge game that Robert is pumped up about. Buccaneer and- Music Hall leaderboard <clears throat> update. What do we got? Harold Varner is now one under, and he is five shots off the lead. All right. HB3 playing on the Live Tour. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you. Hear from Blake Harold when we return after this.
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We'll uh, talk NFL Hour 2 with Tony Dunn, Chronicles.com. We will make our picks. We'll uh, review week one, talk week two. Got that on the way. A lot of Pirate football talk coming your way. Hour three with Morgan Aylers, Brian North. Also, Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, will join us. Uh, let's hear from East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Harrell, who talked about wanting to see his defense improve every day, every week, every season, just getting better and better. And uh, here are his comments on that. Cub one. Yeah, I think our goal each and every week is to see how much better we can get. Uh, from week to week, and we got to continue to do that day by day. Um, doesn't matter if it's from NC State to ODU, from ODU to uh, Campbell. We got to continue to get better and improve each day, and then that's in all phases of the game: uh, run defense, pass defense, rushing the passer, tackling. There's so many fundamental things that uh, you're you're nowhere near where you want to be. So you got something to go take care of each day, and 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 that's kind of our motivation every day. Uh, is how much better can we be this week than we were last week? How much better can we be on Wednesday than we were on Tuesday? You know, and then challenge the guys after practice, how much better can we be tomorrow than we were today or tomorrow than we were last Thursday? So that's kind of how we look at it, how we approach it, and how we want to go attack those things. All right. Uh, we ran over the awesome numbers on the UBE stat sheet uh, with the time of possession, third downs, East Carolina's defense just playing great. Uh, but there are some things to clean up, including ODU's big plays, which led to quick touchdown scoring drives. And Blake Carroll was asked how the team has responded to that this week uh, at practice. Good. I think our whole defense has. Um, you know, they don't. They don't. Obviously, not proud of those situations and those those moments. And none of us are. And that's not the the type of type of defense we are. Um, I think we had I don't know 13 or so series the other night, and 10 of them played pretty well, and three of them we didn't. And you know, defensively, you make a mistake, it's going to cost you. You know, sometimes offensively, you, you make a mistake and you punt the football and, and you, you know, whatever it is, you're off the field. Defensively, you make a mistake, you know, you turn a guy loose and he's going to end up in the end zone. So it can cost you points right there. And, and um, you know, we, we know we're better than that. And that's kind of the, the disappointing thing for us and, and just pulling the thumb. And we all got to pull the thumb. You know, it's not just in the secondary. It's the pass rush up front. It's, it's me. It's, it's, as overlooking it all, and it's our coaches, it's everybody that pulls the thumb and say, hey, how can we get this thing fixed? How can we do a better job? How can we keep points off the board and uh, be proud of it when we walk off the field? You know, not only the W, you know, it's always when you get wins, you got to celebrate them because we know how hard those things are to come by, and we got to be proud of those. Uh, but we also want to walk off and feel proud of our performance. All right, let's hear one more before we take another break at hour two, Shirley. Uh, here's a, kind of an underrated thing, something I didn't really think about, when it comes to building your team, building depth, when you when you do that, what Mike Houston's done, you get better starters, better players, you get better backups, you have better depth. You also have a better scout team and because uh, you don't have to bring those guys up to the travel roster, to your two, three deep. And uh, Blake Harrell talked about that. He was asked how the offensive scout team is looking as uh, they get ready for Campbell. 
good. But Ryan uh, Silverfield has, has been Hodge in practice, and uh, it's a really good look. You know, he's he's doing, and I think he's having a lot of fun with it too. He gets to be a little bit of a, a gunslinger and run around and make all kinds of plays, and he's enjoying that. But it's been a really good look for us, and and it's, you know, sometimes you you worry about simulating the same look you're going to get on game day. And I think he's done a really, really good job of simulating the look we're going to get on the game day. And, you know, that's just really a shout-out to our whole scout offensive team. Is I think our offensive line as a scout unit is as good as they've been since we've been here. And I think that's helping our defensive guys prepare for Saturday. So we always talk to those guys like, hey, don't think you're just a – this is – you're a scout guy, blah, blah. You have a huge role. Sometimes those guys have a bigger role than maybe a guy that only plays 10 snaps a game because they're preparing – guys that are going to go out and play on Saturdays and go win a ball game. So they've done a great job in just, you know, preparing us each week and getting us ready to play a ball game. All right. Shout out to uh, that scout team. I will uh, remind me to ask the uh, the guys about them when we talk uh, Monday on the Players' Lounge. Get a scout team update. Who's looking good over there at practice? All right. Let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back when we return. We'll talk some NFL with Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Just a brutal first half of the Panthers offensively. Got it going in the second half. Got it going enough to take a late lead, but not enough to close out the game. We will uh, recap that one briefly and then look ahead to Panthers-Giants. Steelers got a big one against the Patriots. Can the Commanders get to 2-0 as they take on the Lions? And, man, if the Dolphins win this week at Baltimore... People will be taking them very, very seriously. So we'll run down the slate of games in the NFL when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event we'll keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear nc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live on a football friday free beer friday got a case of bud light coming your way in hour number three got an update on uh robert from youtube and that is robert uh so he said i sound like a state fan with my campbell comments earlier and uh kind of went back at him and I said, I wonder who would win if Robert and I raced at uh, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. He said, first, I'm a Clip Rock fan, but Bud, I lift free weights. (laughs) So I think we should line it up and race, put it on the table. A reference to earlier this week about putting the boys on the table. Robert, first of all, Bud, I would love to race you because I would dust your ass. I'm... Some say I'm in the best shape of my life that I've ever been in. But during that last break, I did twist my ankle, and I don't think I'm going to be able to run. Last time I saw two people race that were adults that should not have been racing, this guy was so confident he was going to beat this dude, and they ran behind, it was behind this bar, and he was like, oh, because he was racing this rather large guy. His name is Puff, by the way. That's how big he is. 
and he's deceptively fast. And this dude came out of the gate who thought he was going to win and tripped three steps into it and just ate it all over the concrete <laughs> ball game uh so robert yeah man my ankle uh, i don't think i'll be able to make it man maybe maybe down the road uh, what a shame what a shame all right tony dunn is here tony how you doing on this friday i am well thank you good to hear good to hear uh so you've recapped you did a post-game show you did a three-hour podcast we've talked about it plenty um how, how about this from a positive perspective it couldn't have got much worse the first three drives for Carolina. They went backwards. Oh, gosh. Uh, you did see some improvements. You saw a big play to Robbie. You saw a nice drive, a good pass. Uh, Ian Thomas had a big catch and run yeah, to get yeah. him set up for a touchdown. You saw them drive for a potential game-winning score. Should have been a game-winning score. So, were there enough positives coming out? To, eh, okay. No. No. Uh, I mean, yes, in some ways. It's like you don't want to just uh, – you know, flush the toilet down the season after one game. I think Baker Mayfield brings uh, some intangibles, some not quit, some fight in him towards the end of the game that um, just have been lacking with a lot of the quarterbacks that we've had over the last couple of years. If you go back to Sam Darnold, I think after a start like that, if he, if Sam Darnold would have started out fumbling that many times, batted balls, it would have just continued to spiral out of control and get worse. Baker Mayfield kind of goes to the sidelines and gets amped, gets more focused. Get, you know, it, did, it didn't defeat him. He was not defeated by being defeated in a sense. And then Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is just like coming from behind was the problem. It's just like you needed to be winning ahead in the type of game that he played just – wasn't that the thing about we didn't practice two-minute drill or some crap? Right. But, yeah. 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 I so, so I think that if that's the positive is that Baker Mayfield is, you know, you see enough from him that it's excite. there's an excitement level with him, that kind of moxie, bravado that he's always had throughout his career, that kind of comeback kid. His story is wild, dude. He walked on to every college team he was on. I cannot believe that. He was not offered a scholarship at any of them to start. So that's the good thing. I think the bad thing, though, is that our defense is may not be good, you know? Mm-hmm. And the idea is that you knew exactly what the Browns were going to do. <sighs> yeah. And they just uh-huh. did it anyway. And there's some rumblings. We we have some per-source information on the C3 Panthers podcast right now, and it's going to be revealed on the Friday free-for-all tonight. There could be some dissension in the ranks among the defensive players about Phil Snow's defense in that 3-3-5 stack that they're running that college style offense and how it's just difficult to match up in the NFL and and that people can run on you so right now you know you're taking the over on Saquon and into especially uh, coming off the game he had week one and I will say like this is kind of being in the Panthers defense if there's a team that's going to run the ball on you, it's going to be Cleveland. That the problem is, as you said, you knew it was coming, you couldn't stop it. I have more. I have questions on the offensive side, Tony, and I'm sure you've talked about it, but I won't even start with where's Christian McCaffrey. I'll start with where is DJ Moore. He had six targets, but three for 43. Like that number's got to go. With yeah, him, I think it? Um, it was a lot of batted balls. There was five. Baker Mayfield fumbled the ball five times in this game. I mean, he just fumbled five snaps, which is crazy, you know. And it, and they were at a key, critical moments in drives, or at least to kind of keep drives going. So he had so many three and outs, it's kind of hard to get anybody into a rhythm. I think DJ, look, is that Baker might be one of those guys that spreads the ball out a little bit more. And maybe you're going to see uh, DJ's 
you know catches go down a little bit this year instead of a guy that's just you know just been targeted and targeted and targeted like a safety blanket to me like while you're concerned about that it's just you know ben mcadoo's offense is like you know how did you not figure out that christian mccaffrey is the best player on the team four touches in the first half 10 carries by the end of the game they started to figure it out in the second half and where like matt rule said you know, you don't want to go overboard with saying Ben McAdoo didn't run the ball, didn't get it to Christian McCaffrey. When you can't get, when you go three and out, it's just hard to to get any type of play calling kind of plan in, in play. So everything went bad for the Panthers in that first half. That was like the worst possible offensive performance that you could expect. Yeah. And um, I mean, if you want to take the moral <laughs> victory, it's kind of like. Um, Hey, it's, it's like what Dan Campbell said about his team. It's like they played terribly and they were still once, you know, lost by three. You know, the Panthers played terribly and really should have won that game at the end because, I mean, the refs did blow two big calls on us that really changed the dynamics of the game. And I'm calling for the NFL to make some rule changes. Is that we need like an orange flag? The NFL needs to be able to intercede in moments where it's clear that the referees make a big mistake. And I don't think we need to like throw extra flags like it, like hey, uh, we need to enter. That was pass interference. You didn't call a pass interference, but maybe some way that you can challenge flags or you can challenge something to the effect of one a game or something because the referee in this case they fake snapped the fake ball, spike. fake spiked the ball, then spiked the ball, and it should have been an intentional ground. And the referee comes out and explains. He goes, the player fake snapped the ball, then intentionally grounded the ball. There is no foul. <laughs> and he really should have said that that's the exact definition of the foul. But, you know, you don't want it to come – you don't want to – I'm not using it as an excuse that the Panthers – because the Panthers should have put themselves in a better place to win. That You don't want to put it in the hands of the referees. But – I mean, it's kind of like what's that like the game that remember where they had five downs? Was yeah, that a college game yeah, or was, it was that like Colorado and Nebraska? Yeah, or I mean, at some point, can we all just say, "Hey, stop! <laughs> Wait a minute!" Yeah, that's I, it. I, that's, not, my rant. Yeah. that's my rant. I get it. And, the kind uh, of the sky judge from our old AFL. What was it? Or that? What was it? AAF? AAF? Yeah. Adam says, not a Panther fan, but the roughing the quarterback call was BS. Yeah. Um, but we had one. They had one, too. Early They called game. one on Baker, yeah. which was not a rough in the past. Which you argued for like five minutes. That it was, that, well, and then, well, I didn't <laughs> see it at first. Cheek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. It was tongue-in-cheek. And then the, the what was it? But it does tell you. The other thing about this is that the value of plays goes up progressively as the game goes on. Right, so a, a, a third down in the fourth quarter is more valuable right. than a third down in the first quarter, and so, and within the two minutes, you know, I mean, that really just changed the game. They went and they still had to kick a fifty-eight yard field goal to win the game, which people act like that's crazy. I didn't know that the fifty-eight field. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know it's a long field goal. I think under sixty, I feel like is not like bizarrely long but it, what makes it bizarre is if you look around the nfl on sunday and see all the kicks that were missed from right. like 30 and in right uh kind of an extra kick to the nards and man i tell you missed field goals <clears throat> they hurt they hurt us kicking the ball out of bounds isn't good either no it's not yeah no it's not no the i'm still hurting from week one missed kick uh oh ecu yeah yeah oh i forgot to get your weekly ecu 
uh report how you feel like uh they responded against old dominion like they should have yeah it was good right yeah good i think see. they did exactly what we said they were gonna do yeah it's like this is what they need to do and they went out and did it and there you go good to see all right uh last year what week was it tony do you remember when the panthers went to new york and you were like we need to get this win and then got embarrassed i think it was week six so it was still a time where you were kind of like we hey. were three and two and they were one and five and so you had lost two in a row and you were like we need to get this one and then that was uh, was that like the sign that uh this thing's that bad. was it yeah. that was it that was the one that ultimately that got um i think got joe brady fired in a, like a couple of games later so the panthers go there and had arguably one of the worst performances in team history they only had 175 total yards of offense um and it was against the team that finished with two wins on the season so like this is that's bizarre wild they had no say well no i don't they just did nothing well the giants did nothing well and we were like hey i see your crap hold my beer yeah hold my beer i'll show you how bad we can be and that was the game too that matt rule flip floppity the whole thing and he goes like we got to run the ball 30 times we got to run the ball because we didn't run the ball like matt rule is a, a leaf blowing in the wind. He's a, a ship bobbing on the water with no direction because if you don't, if you run the ball, it doesn't work. We need to pass more. If we don't run the ball, uh, you know, and we need to run, just change yeah. everything. He benched Sam Darnold for PJ Walker in that game. It was just, it's just a mess. And this is a crazy part about it, Clip. <clears throat> it could be that again. Right. If this, I don't like to say that week one defines a team. We've talked about this for the last couple of weeks about how week one wins. Uh, we see them. Look, Green Bay again puts up a stinker. Uh, Tampa Bay didn't look phenomenal in their win over Dallas, but still, we've seen that the year they sure. won the Super Bowl, they lost. Don't want to flood, you know, write off a team after a week one loss. And that's what every coach, by the way, who loses in week one tells the media, too. They're like, hey, listen to this. That's a lot easier to do if you're Green Bay, if you're a team that has success. Amen. And two, the Panthers are on the longest losing streak in the NFL right now at eight straight games going back into last season. And uh, they have no no legitimacy. You don't have any credibility to hang your hat on. And if you go and start 0-2 after that, what happened with the Giants last year, I'm telling you, 0-2 start means Matt Rule's fired by week six. Fire Matt Rule. Fire Matt Rule. Uh, we need to get to a break whenever Shirley returns and uh, so we can make some picks. Uh, so, Tony, I guess you've kind of hit on it. Like, What what do you want to see differently week two than you saw week one? More McCaffrey. That's it. I think it's going to be a makeup game. Is like you, you almost wonder if they're going to overcorrect. Maybe McAdoo won't. Maybe he's going to show his, like that he wasn't really making that big of mistakes last week. It just could have been a little bit more McCaffrey. But you could see them come out and give the ball to McCaffrey like for the first seven plays well, in this game. If I'm the NFL, I do this. I'm like, look, Giants, Panthers, two not-so-great teams. We got to make this one watchable. Giants, you must give the ball to Saquon 30 times. Panthers, give it to McCaffrey 30 times. Almost let them play one on one and see the made the better man win. Give it to your stars and let's see some fireworks. Like at the like they could do Oklahoma drills against each other. Yeah, yeah, just one on one. Instead of a coin, maybe they should do the coin flip against each other, or instead of a coin flip, they have paper rock scissors against each other. Or old school XFL where they had the ball at the fifty and they like run for the ball, <laughs> just have them doing it. Now to the Giants' credit, they did give the ball to their guy last week. They did. Barkley had eighteen carries. 
164 yards, a touchdown, and the passing game six for 30. So Brian Dayball's like, look, I'm I'm going to take this job seriously. I'm going to give it to my best guy. I don't want Daniel Jones out there screwing it up. He stinks. By the way, 17 of 21, but only 188 yards for Daniel Jones. He last stinks. Week. And um, well, you know they were getting manhandled in the first half by by the Titans. And I think here is like I'm not ready to just say Saquon is awesome or like everything. Is Saquon did what he's what he, you want him to do? Yeah. But he had two really big plays. He had a 33 yard run and a 68 yard run. You know, and so like those big plays, that's what you don't want to happen, and that's what we do want to happen with Christian McCaffrey. And I need him to because he's on my fantasy team. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Jerry Judy on your fantasy team. Had a good uh, week one effort, Tony. Yeah. Unlike Cortland Sutton. I have the other guy that didn't Mm -hmm. do well. Take a break. Come back. When we return, we'll make some picks. Boy, none of us were great week one, but Tony was the best of the worst. So uh, I'm above five. I'm over 500. He will lead it off. Uh, When we return, we'll make some picks and uh, have more for you after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. ECU football alum Dakota Marshall is the owner of First and Goal Hauling, and he has got a fleet of dump trucks for any of your needs. He hauls dirt, asphalt, stone, and, of course, First and Goal Hauling. It's a touchdown every time. Follow First and Goal Hauling on Facebook today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Football Friday, Free Beer Friday, Bud Light on the line. We got a case for you coming up in hour number three. Last night, Chiefs beat the Chargers 27-24. Justin Herbert, gutsy effort, uh, three touchdowns, but the... The game was really decided on a 100-yard pick six, and uh, that was about it. Pat Mahomes, two touchdowns. It, good game, I guess. I felt like we were going to have more fireworks in that game than we actually had. Well, I mean, it's because they turned the ball over and they got a defensive touchdown. Then you didn't have to have Mahomes play more offense. Man, uh, overturned. I didn't get to see it. Did you see the overturned interception? Mm. I missed that. See and um and I had yes. I had the more um I needed my homes to throw a pick and oh, they you took it away. One, oh yeah, yeah. Gosh, so I've been I've had a couple of uh, bad beats in the prize picks. Uh well, I told everybody yesterday, Mike Williams over over yards over longest catch. So I'm proud of that also, one correct pick that I made. CJ, uh, there's bonus bonus uh, money or payouts for any picks made between three and six on friday today i actually just took advantage of that about 30 minutes ago awesome there we go i was gonna say uh while we're making our football game picks we'll maybe throw out some uh some props here for players that we like this weekend 
All right. Uh, we will. Oh, by the way, Tony eight and six last week. The only picker with a winning record. By the way, this is not against the spread. This is straight up. Tells you how tough it is to pick NFL. Well, games. yeah, and two, uh, I also would say this is it should have been nine and five for me because I'm the idiot who picked the dang Bucks to lose. So, like, I mean, not shouldn't have been, but like, what was well, I thinking? So did I. Oh, well, what I'll, were you? I'll thinking? tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking that Brady week. turmoil. Just like Aaron Rodgers losing week one last year and this year, I was thinking they get off to a bad start. And uh, I didn't think that Dallas would look that bad. Thank you to uh, Sparky Snowballs providing us with some uh, awesome nice snowballs here. I got Thank a cherry. You. Oh, Tony with a great action. You can check them out right across the road at Freeboot Friday. Yeah. Fried Oreos uh, over there today. Fried Oreos available as well. So go check them out. Sparky Snowballs. All right. Uh, also, funnel cakes, just in case you didn't mention that. Oh, man. Love a funnel cake. Um, Panthers at G-Man. Tony. In the must-win week two game. Who could – I mean, really, it just sounds crazy to say. A this must- could set you up for three months of despair if you lose this game. Yeah. I mean, I cannot – I tell you this. The post game will be amazing if we lose but then the rest of them for the rest of the season will be resembling of scotty montgomery ecu pirate town um, land i'm picking the panthers to win don't feel great about it but uh need it Mm. will it to happen chandler seven and seven last week is picking the giants i feel like this is the most dangerous thing i've done lately is mess with a purple snow cone white shirt with a white shirt (laughs) Mm. you are flirting with disaster my friend cj seven and seven last week who you got i'm gonna take the giants oh i know it's okay it's okay can the giants start two and oh in a world we live in and then they play like the lions they play the entire afc south do you mm. listen to here i'm gonna i'll pull it up can the giants start 12 and 0 <laughs> no right, troy D. i'm taking the panthers to beat the giants on the road why i don't know but i am you got that giant schedule by the way just take the over on all the barkley and mccaffrey stuff this weekend um there are panthers at home they got dallas at home that's a win bears that. at home win uh then they face the ravens Loss. Um, then they go to Jacksonville, go to Seattle, host the Texans, and host the Lions. God, that and is a... The, and then they're at Dallas. They, they don't even have a... Their toughest game is the Washington... Outside of the Ravens is the Washington Commanders, December 4th. <laughs> <That is> so... <laughs> and then they have but, they basically play the eagles the commanders the eagles the commanders the vikings listen Col- dude we're talking giants about, are gonna be like 12 and here's 12 the problem and five. we're talking about the giants though like they're gonna lose some of those games they're gonna lose they're gonna this, mess it up somehow they're like, gonna ev- lose this sunday yeah, everything's lining up perfectly well yeah. they're gonna lose because i just picked the giants but everything's lining up perfectly for them right now and it's just gonna be awful or we're all just highly overreacting from one game uh yeah i still don't think they're that good uh a win against the panthers could be a sparky snowball effect for not only could it provide a sparky but that it could that snowball could start running downhill is that pro, what we're getting to pro move yep 
Jets and Browns, I will take Cleveland. Uh, I will take Cleveland as well. I'm with you. Okay. Um, will the Jets ever be good again or nope. ever? Have you heard the talk this week about the Jets? That one of their players was like, "This is not the same old Jets. This is different." Did you see their coach said he's keeping receipts of people picking on the Jets? Which I hate anytime anybody says that. Like, and what's he gonna do with them? <laughs> they're gonna, he's gonna hold them up. I mean, what if he comes out? Like, wouldn't that be awesome when they win their first game, or they if they did something and he spent like an hour and a half at a press conference going and at tw- at cat underscore chronicles? That actually would be awesome. That would be. You know what it sounds like to me though? This sounds like Joe Judge going on about a clown organization before the Washington game and okay. then losing and then getting fired. And I don't want to put Joe Judge and Robert Sala in the same category, but. That sounds but like a I Joe Judge did. move. Yeah. But I just did. I am freaking terrified of the Lions. Commanders at Lions. Chandler is taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions as well. I was pleased with the way they uh, kind of hung in the game last week. I might go Commanders. I don't know why. Like, uh, you know, I didn't watch the Lions game, but weren't they getting beat up for most of the game? And yeah, like, but they kept Dan Campbelling just clawing back. Like, he was probably kneecaps, he was crying like late in the second quarter. And <laughs> this will be a one score game with like five minutes to go. I agree. I, I, I'm terrified. Like, the Lions are favorites for the first time in 24 games. Really? Yes. Well, you know who I picked up in our fantasy football league on the advice of old Clip Brock? Who's Uh-oh. that? Curtis Samuel. Ah. Did I give you that advice? You said, I wonder how many people are picking them up. And I was going, uh, pick, pick. <laughs> my dad texts me, uh, I think tongue-in-cheek, after the win on Sunday and said, does Washington have the best receiving core in the league? And I said, well, they potentially could be up there, but Curtis Samuel will get hurt this week in practice. Did he? He did not. He's healthy, ready to go. I tell you what, man, I've crapped on him because he didn't do anything last year. And, man, he was awesome last week. And credit to Washington. So much creativity. Your guy, Scott Turner. Tony, we had so many. I almost feel like they ran a season's worth of plays in one week just to get that win over Jacksonville. Yeah, it's kind of like he didn't hold anything back. No, they don't have any plays left. (laughs) It's going to be our formation run of the middle the rest of the year. We, uh, yeah. Have you seen this one? Nope. Ah, man. I... You know what? I, I'm just going to be a believer, even though I don't. I'm taking the commanders. I don't care. Whatever. I'm so scared. Bucks at Saints. Saints own Brady and the Bucks. Give me the Saints. Picking against Brady again. I'm not. I'm taking the Bucks. All right. I can't do it either. I'm going Bucks. Okay. Brady looked good, too, by he the way. He did look good. Oh, except for the injury report for the Bucks. I saw that. So long. Yeah. And uh, Tom Brady's at the top, and it says rest. <clears throat> and it was not even like a. Um, it was a do not did not participate on Wednesday for like all their stars. Like what Everybody did they do? Good. Yeah. Like, what did they even do? They went and hung out and played golf or something. I don't know. Uh, Julio had one good catch, and he's done for the rest of the season. Dude, Julio is a marvel of injury. I was going the opposite health for his age. Like, to do that, he had the fourth or third highest speed of any receiver oh, really? in the NFL Did on he? Sunday. Like, to still he's do that. Still awesome. Man, he he's is. been awesome the whole time. He just never catches a touchdown. 
True. Huge game for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, CJ. Can they get to two and us after losing? Is Mac Jones going to play? They're the first team to lose seven times in week one and still be one and us. It's crazy how that happened. I'm going to go with the Steelers with the homer pick. I I think the book's still out on Mac Jones, personally. I'm not sold. Um, and I think some He had a great pass to Devontae Parker that yeah. was pass interference that they didn't call. And thank goodness, because yeah. it helped me cover. That, well, that's the thing. He's I mean, he's shown some flashes, but I don't think he's put, you know, one, two, even three games together. I agree. Um, what do you think the total of this game is, Tony? The over-under? <laughs> Uh, what would you put it up? 30. <laughs> I think I saw it at 40 and a half, <laughs> which is like about as low as I you I mean, get. I could see this being a 17-13 game. Absolutely. And I, and I I don't like either of these teams. I'm taking the Patriots me on too. the road. All right. Chandler is taking the Steelers. Thank you, Chandler. Colts at Jags. Matt, I mean, good God, Colts. What happened with Matt Rule? Why was he so bad? Matt Rule? Matt, he's always bad, Tony. <laughs> he's always Wake so up. Bad. Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so the Colts, I don't know. I didn't watch that game until the second half because we had the Colts in our survivor pool. And in most survivor pools, if you tie, you lose. And the one we're in, you stay alive. Oh, wow. So I was shocked. And that's right. It was a tie, wasn't it? It but was you a know, tie. They were down by like. 20 points or yeah. something. <laughs> and had to come all the way back, and they did. Jonathan Taylor, big game. Um, I, I'm going to believe that the Colts can't start 0-1-1 against the Texans and the Jags. <laughs> and I think the Jags are feisty, but the fact that the Colts didn't win week one is the reason I'm taking them to win this game. I'm going Jags. Wow. Okay. Wow. Jags aren't terrible, folks. Chandler is also too. I think they wow. played a bad game against you guys and still were in it. What do you mean by that? How'd they play bad? Like nobody looked great on their team and they still were kind of hanging around. Okay. There's certain biases I still have to hold, and one of them is that the Jags aren't good. Even if they they're gonna have to do a lot to impress me just because I don't want to pick them, so I'll go the other way. All right. I feel good about the Colts in this game. All right. Let's take another break. We'll come back. Dolphins at Ravens. Two 1-0 teams right there. Bengals at Cowboys. Cowboys starting Cooper Rush, I guess, at quarterback. Uh, two attractive Monday night games, although the Bills look like they are head and shoulders. Real interested to see where y'all go in Vikings at Eagles. Interesting Monday night game. Yeah. We'll pick them when we return. Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The sidebar in Uptown Greenville is open and ready to serve you. The Tex Mex Fusion Restaurant offers dinner and Sunday brunch from 10 30 to 2 30. 
Located right next door to the Dickinson Avenue Public House, the sidebar has indoor dining and patio seating for everyone to enjoy. With the latest on reservations, menu items, and more, follow the sidebar on Facebook or you can follow them on Instagram at sidebar.greenville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Talking NFL here, Hour 2. We'll talk East Carolina football coming up with Morgan Aylers, Brian North, in Hour 3 of our show. Tony Dunn alongside as we make our week two nfl picks let's talk about shirley's dolphins they got the weapons going week one tyree kill acrobatic catch go uh guagi go up and get it guagi guagi uh and then on a fourth down they hit jalen waddle for a touchdown and everybody's doing the waddle and they're having fun there in miami uh gonna be a different test this week though against the ravens what a perfect player to be in miami Jalen Waddle, like the pink. Do you see a lot of penguins down there, Tony? I, I feel like a uh, no. I feel <laughs> like a dolphin could waddle too. It kind of goes above. It kind of yeah, does, it does a, little, a little, little waddle. Yeah, I guess that works. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> you see a lot of penguins in Miami. <laughs> I mean, they're just everywhere you look. Everywhere. Remember uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Used to see penguins flying around all the. Uh, the penguins fly. I'm no. going to assume no. No. Okay. Uh, the Ravens <laughs> waddle. No. Maybe. Who do you pick? Dolphins or Ravens? I'm a, I'm a Dolphin darling right now. I am too, but... In Baltimore? I like Baltimore to win the division. I, I'm taking the Ravens. And I say that as a Dolphins believer. I'm going Dolphins. Wow. I like it I like the Ravens. I think the Dolphins' offense still has a little more work to do. And Chandler also going with the Baltimore Ravens. Falcons at Rams. Is there a chance that – hey, Tony, you were the one – you know, are the Falcons feisty? Are the Falcons potentially good? The Falcons are the Falcons. I mean – And they lose every giant lead. If you see them year. ahead in the second half – in the second quarter and you don't live bet the other team – you're a yeah. Fool. Did you see the Matt Ryan uh, through? Was it sixty thousand push uh, yards or forty thousand career yards? And they put the ball in the Hall of Fame, and it's two eighty three. Yes. What was the two eighty three for? Twenty eight to three lead. No, I know that, but what was two eighty three? I guess it's like the two hundred eighty third football they put in the. I don't know. I mean, I almost wondered if it was real. But the number up there was two eighty three, which. Yeah. When you look at that from it's a like, Falcons perspective, cannot escape it. Um, that was just typical Falcons last week. Jameis and Michael Thomas hooking up in the second half. I mean, Jameis post game. He they were prepared. They were. Uh, God, and I love Jameis Winston so much. He had pain on his whole body. Did you see the post game interview? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how was it not it, good? It wasn't great, but it was still classic Jameis. They were like the, the reporter was like, "So what was hurting you?" And he he didn't quite hear it that well, and it, he just made that Jameis face. He was like, "Pain, pain all over, pain, pain." I just had to fight the. Like, just classic Jameis being funny. Oh, I love him. He's just so himself, man. He's so comfortable in his skin with his shoulders and his knees and his toes falcons at rams i'll take the rams taking the rams too me too i think everybody is gonna take the rams in this one i don't see chandler's pick but i'll give them the rams 
all right uh seahawks at niners good grief are the niners despite the monsoon or were they the most disappointing team week one overreaction i think uh people already said that trey lance is terrible you see him at the strip club this week no oh, he gotta, was i gotta pull that video up for tony i'm sure oh two gosh. times in one show you've seen it twice in one show well no this I, will be the second i had to bring it up to show them earlier is that a strip club or is that a private party? Is I guess he it's a the strip one club. throwing the money? Yeah, I believe so. I think that's him. Oh. I like oh. this. I like my quarterback to be out there like this. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, I guess when you make money, you can spend money. That is true. You won't see me there, folks. <laughs> not because I don't want to be, but because our prize <laughs> picks are not hitting. <laughs> uh i'll take the niners how frisky are the seahawks this year was that a over was that a one week wonder yes okay 100 percent. 49ers seahawks played their super bowl last week and won they did win it Bengals at cowboys Bengals. can joe burrow play a little better this week please i saw something like he was on pace for 67 turnovers <laughs> <laughs> And part of that credit's got to go to the Steelers' defense, right? Like, I hope so. I don't think the Steelers have a good offense, but they no. have a good defense, right? Correct. Um, I'm taking the Bengals. Tony's taking the Bengals. I Chandler's will, taking the Bengals. I will also take the Bengals. Right. I don't know if I'm going to pick the Cowboys at all this season at this point. <laughs> you already have. Well, you're right. <laughs> Ever again. Uh, Texans at Broncos. Broncos. Big bounce back opportunity here for the Broncos. I'm going Broncos. All right. Yeah, was that the Seahawks winning that game more, or was that the Broncos losing it? Kind of, you know, it's okay. Yeah, we were talking about both. We, there go my headphones. We were talking about uh, most disappointing teams when we were talking about the Niners. I would put the Broncos up there. Yeah, and I would put the Packers above them as well. Um, what happened at the end, Tony? Was that? I think it was just a coach that freaked out. Like the lights were on in his first game. Yeah, uh, you don't, you know, I, I guess it, it shows you too that like being in those pressure moments with the clock ticking, you don't know what to, you know, is like, it seems like it's so easy when you're sitting on your couch yeah. to do that. But the, to me, the real blame goes on Russell Wilson with that. Is Russell Wilson has been, is more experienced than that coach is. He's the guy that's going to be there when that coach is fired. I hear you. He should have just called timeout. But like what I mean, he's and it's not going over the head. You don't got to say this. It's not no one. No one on the whole plan in the whole planet would know if he called timeout that the coach did not tell him to call timeout or, you know, wasn't saying timeout. He should be going timeout. Let's do this. Let's go for it. Or at least just go over there and talk about it for a second. Um, I didn't. I, I, I think that goes on Russell Wilson just as much. Interesting. I, I'm, you don't want to cause a riff week one, but if. If it's the right thing to do, I think the yeah. coach would be thankful. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Uh, and if they call that timeout with 55 seconds, they're they're going for it instead of trying to field goal, right? Well, at, at the very least, they get to go and say, are we Talk seriously going to kick this? <laughs> yeah. They go, wait a second. You're right. This yeah. is a little bit long. I know it's a dome, but who cares? Or it's not. It's like, was it a half-open stadium? Uh, no, it's open, open, been. I believe. It's got like a little... The tops like curve in a little, yeah. To echo the sound off the top. I just feel like I mean that to me. Russell Wilson's over there and he's doing this. He's got his little. I don't know what he was doing. And man, Russell, 
Russell is the opposite of Trey Lance, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you seen his new, his little TikTok he's doing in his hotel room? But to use a phrase that I'm too old to use, Russell's got him a baddie. He does. Good job. Y'all gonna Good co- job. Y'all gonna co-sign so on that? So does Jared Goff. That one woke Shirley up. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, you love Jared Goff's wife, girlfriend. Yeah. What is she? Wife? I don't know. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> it's, it's soon, it says not for long is what I call it. You want to watch <laughs> the? Uh, you want to watch the Lions Commanders game with me just in case they show yeah. Jared Goff's girl <laughs> during the game? I'll let you know if they do. Totally uh cardinals at raiders cardinals are not in the category with the packers broncos and 49ers but are they one of the most disappointing teams they didn't even show up to their game against the chiefs home opener the chiefs are really good too though all right um i didn't watch that game so i don't i need to go and kind of research it a little bit but um you know it is disappointing when you pay your gm you pay your head coach you pay your quarterback and then they go out there and can't do anything like it's like we have a vision and the vision is to stink the chiefs are good but are they good they're good on offense are they really they were pretty good? good on defense last night okay they had a touch up a pick six for 100 yards chargers Man. still scored 24 points and the, last week the cardinals but didn't they score like 50 points in their first game the chargers not that many, but like, wasn't didn't the Chargers do like Herbert had like four touchdowns in against the Raiders? In week one, yeah, yeah might have got to thirty-one or whatever. Uh, but the Cardinals had two basically garbage touchdowns, lost forty-four to twenty-one. Kyler Murray, hundred ninety-three yards, couple of touchdowns, didn't really run the ball, so just a disappointing performance. Their secondary is atrocious to the Cardinals. Um, I'm going Raiders here. I i'm going raiders i picked them week one against the uh chargers I, the raiders are a team where i'm gonna have to look at who they're playing week to week because i could see them winning any game or losing any game i don't think this is a definite easy pick for the raiders but i will take the raiders i'm interested to see if josh mcdaniels is any good as a head coach you know he kind of everybody said he was the guy waiting is, isn't it didn't he go to the raiders yeah. and they had the ball late with a chance to beat the chargers yeah. And didn't do it, but they were in it. Um, CJ, I'll go Raiders. I think the Cardinals last week they they did score two garbage time touchdowns, so it's going to make the final score a little deceptive. Right? Um, it was yeah, it was out of reach. Oh yeah, for a long time. I thought you were going to talk while I ate that no, bite of um, I thought we said everything we had to say. I thought we did. Too. You wrapped it up. Good job. Uh, Chandler is taking the Cardinals. Interesting. Oh, wow. Nice. Bears at Packers. I think we're all on the same page here that the Packers uh, respond. Everyone but one person I know, and that person is Troy D, who uh, we are in our survivor pool. We are taking the Packers, and he is—he hates the pick. He hates us. He thinks it's stupid. He thinks we're throwing it all away. And late Sunday night, he will realize um, that the Bears actually do stink, and week one doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and they weren't good in week one either. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Monday night doubleheader, Titans at Bills. Of course, uh, I'm going to take the Bills. What do you think the line is? What should? What's your line in this game, Tony? Eight. Okay. It's ten. Wow. It's a lot of points. It's a lot. Uh, for the Titans? Like, I feel like the Bills, is anytime you get under double digits. Yeah, that's true. Them is, you feel pretty good about taking I, them? Yeah, yeah. 
But last year, the Titans beat the Bills on Monday Night Football. Like, got them stopped at the goal line. Right. I underestimate. I've already underestimated the Bills once. I will not do it again. I will. I think they cover in this point. Like ten. I mean, that's what they're gonna get. They're gonna get double digit. They're gonna be double digit favorites in every almost every game this season. I'm giving me the Bills. They're not gonna win all those games though. They're gonna slip up somewhere. I don't. Boy, Tennessee staring 0-2 in the face. I saw a tweet last week that said the NFL gave the NF gave the AFC South games against the Commanders, the Giants, and each other, and they ended the week with zero wins. Because there was a tie and the Commanders won and the Giants won. The NFL was like throwing them a bone, like, all right, guys, Please, it's gonna be a rough year it, for you guys, yeah. but week one zero wins we got to make sure this division lasts like we don't have to k- k- like kick you all out <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i'll take the bills I'm, yeah it had to be a little bit concerning seeing the titans blow that lead to the giants who no disrespect they're not really that good of a team no. so i'll no, take the bills that's a bad loss for yeah. tennessee if they start fighting for division or wild card later yeah, this you're year gonna they're gonna look that. back at that one i think the giants though have a have had a better roster than they've had a team like there's some talent on their team it's just they have not they've underperformed for so long you can't have any faith in them i think that the giants are a little bit better uh than we all thought they were perhaps i'm gonna uh vikings eagles i'm, I'm gonna do this so i'm gonna say the vikings are for real and i've been trying to say the eagles aren't for real even though i'm starting to believe they are I picked against the Eagles last week. I'm going to pick against them again this week, and they're going to continue to win games, and I'm going to continue to lose on the scoreboard here. But I'm making this pick more so because maybe Minnesota is the real deal. Minnesota! And maybe they'll uh, win the NFC North this year. I will take Minnesota. I think the Eagles slay. Mm. Really? Mm. Slay, queen. Uh, <laughs> Chandler's taking the Vikings. CJ, I'll take the Vikings, but wow, not not so much. You got to be feeling good on Eagles Island over there. I guess so. I think the Eagles have a, a really good secondary, so I think that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to be able to do quite as much right. as he did last week, but I still think they've put a a good team together. Sure, sure. and this is actually a very fun game uh, coming up on monday night so it's a monday so night they, doubleheader what does that mean uh six o'clock? so no they're doing it weird this year they're they're going to be on at the same time so titans bills is seven fifteen on abc on espn titans bills seven o'clock espn eight thirty abc vikings That's eagles strange yeah also when i push back on you guys being upset about the amazon prime broadcast and Shirley was irritated she couldn't find it she first of all it's just like gotta be the one person that doesn't have amazon prime right and you know what this is how i felt all those years when it was on the nfl network and i didn't have the nfl network and i had to go to the bar to watch it or whatever like this is now i actually get to watch thursday night one tv service tony has (laughs) (laughs) finally some sports over here yeah i mean can you put it on netflix next i've been watching (laughs) the boys for four straight years (laughs) uh no, as far as presentation, it was fine. It's just very strange to not be able, which just shows what the world we live in, to not be able to find a game. Like, not even a college game was on. I wonder what ESPN was showing. 
like darts or bowling or something like what's the counter program i don't know was it the wnba finals game or was that on abc yeah so one of them yeah i don't know and one other thing i want to say congratulations to the ecu women's soccer team hell yeah um i am not a soccer fan but if there is a team that's gonna make me one i think it's gonna be this team that's what i like to hear i don't care about soccer at all but i was like man i might even go this game on thursday so you got a sunday game at one you'll be watching the panthers during that but next thursday night seven o'clock tony take your uh girls out there yeah and because i heard the interview with the coach on pirate radio was fantastic he is a uh charismatic guy and you can't help but be attracted to that accent i know you know that accent, like, man. you could say anything and it just sounds cool and that <laughs> you're describing the food he eats no <laughs> oh man like bangers and mash or yeah, something something similar but yeah it was it was pretty cool like his pre-game meal or something i tell you this though is that goal was a work of art yeah and so I, again, I don't like soccer, but that was like, man, that's what we need more of. That adds uh, those goals with jockey goalies, and man, you got me <laughs> as a fan. You got something going there. All right, Tony, check out the post game show coming up on YouTube immediately following Panthers and Giants on Sunday. Also, Friday, free for all tonight. The inside, we got a per source scoop. Oh, wow. Per source Scoopage. scoop about how. There are problems related to the Panthers' defense, and those problems link back to defensive coordinator Phil Snow. All righty, just the worst thing that I'm telling you. We're going to break some news that Panther fans don't want to hear tonight. All right, so we'll have the internet a buzzing uh, due to that C3 free for all podcast uh, and video tonight. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour three. We'll give away a case of Bud Light and talk to Morgan Aylers when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on a football Friday and a free beer Friday. We got a case of Bud Light coming your way at the end of this segment, so stay tuned for your chance to win. Got some news coming out now across the Twitter sphere regarding Justin Herbert, and he was banged up last night kind of a do you see the end of the game cj where <clears throat> he had a chance to run for a first down and but it looked like he could barely stand up so he kind of just throws a pass away very next play throws an absolute dart down the middle of the field to uh, deandre carter setting them up for their final touchdown herbert has a fracture let's see fractured rib cartilage uh per the head coach brandon staley and it's day-to-day, so it doesn't look like anything too serious, but uh, he's got to be in some pain right now. All right, let's head out to the Pit Electric live line and talk to the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Morgan Ayler joins us here 
on PRL. Morgan, how you doing today, sir? Doing fantastic, Clip. Thanks for having me. What do you think of the Pirates uh, taking care of business against ODU? Turnover free. Won a lot of stat categories. Won the, the best stat category, which was the uh, score at the end of the game. What do you think of the Week 2 performance, Morgan? Obviously, you win, you win any game, you're excited, but I thought the Pirates went out there and did what they were supposed to do. Those are games two, three, four, five years ago that we couldn't say as much. I mean, we were out there, and then we lost games like that. And uh, I think the Pirates are uh, much farther along than they were three or four years ago, and I think it's pretty obvious, and they went out there and took care of business. And Old Dominion's not a bad football team. I think, you know, obviously beating Virginia Tech, and uh, Virginia Tech comes back and plays well last weekend. Um Old Dominion is going to win a lot of football games this year. I think they're going to be fine, and I think the Pirates are too. Uh, Morgan, does Holton tell you before games who he's going to throw all the targets to? Week one, it was CJ and uh, Isaiah. The last game, it was Jalen Johnson. Who's going to be tomorrow? Uh, it won't be me. Okay, I, we can take that off. No, I, he really doesn't <laughs> get into that. You know, I don't. Uh, the point is, they got a lot of weapons, and whoever's open, he's going to find them. I think, uh, right, Morgan. Well, we've been talking all summer, and I'm not saying I told you so, but I told you so. I kept saying that this is going to be a team that's got a lot of players that can catch the football, and they do such a great job of blocking downfield and running routes that I wouldn't want to be a defensive coordinator, you know, playing against East Carolina and say, well, what do you want to do? We're going to, let it, we're going to shut down everybody on the outside, and then you're going to run the football. If you, um, you know, want to just stop the run, we're going to throw the football. And eventually, both things sort of level out, and it's done that way the past two weeks, really. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Looking forward to being in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium coming up on a Saturday. I went last week, Morgan, my first time in a while, and you sound good up there. I like the new ribbon boards. Uh, I like the you know the music, getting the crowd into it. I feel like the uh, I feel like the game day presentation. And not everybody's going to agree with this. Everybody has their own taste, but I feel like they do a pretty good job of getting pirate fans into the game, keeping them into the game. I love the live look ins at college games during timeouts on the the big scoreboard so uh how about that from a presentation standpoint everything going good on your end uh, as far as you know yeah i mean i think they've done a great job of, of putting in the new ribbon boards new video board the, the pa uh last week i thought sounded better than it did week one they've had a chance to adjust a few things and you know it's a it's you know work in progress a little bit because there's only so much you can actually do during the week you know because there's no people in the in the stands and from a sound standpoint, you know, uh, when you got people in the stands, it's different than when there's not. And uh, I, I think it's sounding pretty good with the exception of the PA announcer. You know, he's just passable, but the music sounds good. And, you know, they've done a great job. They've got uh, Travis and the folks from Still Life up there playing music this year uh, in between things. So in pregame, and that's getting people fired up. I think they're doing a great job with that. And, uh you know, it's fun. It's it's a good atmosphere. Winning winning helps a lot of things, and then of yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. If uh, the Pirates lose to Old Dominion, we'll probably talk about how you suck and the sound system sucks, scoreboard sucks, everything sucks. One thing I found out is, and, and you know this, in doing the fifth quarter uh, show, regardless, you could go out and beat Alabama sixty to nothing. And there's still going to be people bitching, whining, and complaining about something. So. Well, there is always something to complain about, I reckon. But you're right. The winning softens the blow, and it was nice to have East Carolina 
uh, get their first one of the season. Looking for win number two against Campbell tomorrow. We'll be on the Bud Light pregame tailgate at 2 o'clock and the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show coming up at 6 o'clock. Coming up 6 o'clock or after the game. The game is at 6. We'll be on after the game. I apologize. Coming up 6 o'clock tonight. How about the high school huddle? Getting into conference play, Morgan. And no D.H. Conley football tonight, but, man, a lot of great matchups coming up, especially in Conley's conference tonight. Yeah, there really are. There's some really big games throughout Eastern North Carolina. And uh, D.H. Conley, as you mentioned, has the bye week this week. They go to uh, Northside Jacksonville next week. Uh, South Central, they've had a changeover at the head coaching position. Uh, they traveled Northside tonight. J.H. Rose got a big one. They're going down to Jacksonville tonight. Uh, then you've got, you know, uh, some big games going on with, with Washington and Aiden Griffin and Farmville Central. And uh, it's just uh, North Pitt, you know, they open up uh, their night tonight. They've got a big one against Green Central, who's 4-0. And uh, we're going to be talking with uh, the coaches and, and uh, Brian North and Brian Bailey. Going to be talking with them a little bit as we get you set for high school football here this evening if you're out and about. Going to the games, check us out starting at 6 o'clock. And it's, it's a fun show to do. Shirley does a great job in, in wrapping everything up and putting it all together. And I just sit there and, and talk a little football for an hour. And it's a whole lot of fun, and I really enjoy it. Thanks to everybody that sponsors us and listens to us because it's a, a labor of love. And a quick moving hour. Uh, you get so many guests in, so many game previews in, in a short amount of time. It's a fun listen every Friday night, 6 o'clock, usually leading into Conley football, but Vikings on a bye week. They'll be back next Friday here on Pirate Radio. Uh, we will have a triple header of NFL games coming up. And, Shirley, I'll give you a moment. Can you pull that up uh, when you have it? And we'll have uh, Monday night football as well, Sunday night football right here on Pirate Radio for Week 2, and I believe Shirley has our triple header for this week. Yes, uh, Bucks and Saints Good game. for Game 1. 49ers hosting the Seahawks in the uh, second game, and then Bears-Packers is the night game. There is the triple header coming up, Morgan. The Panthers taking on the Giants. You don't want to go to 0-2, and, and that's what the Panthers are staring in the face if they can't figure out uh, how to get McCaffrey and DJ Moore the ball more on Sunday. How will the Carolina Panthers rebound? That is question number one of the year. How will they rebound? I think they rebound fine. I think they, um, if they can control Saquon Barkley, I've had Saquon Barkley in my fantasy pool for two years, for my team for two freaking years. Is he on your team again this year? He hasn't scored thirty points in a in a season for the last two years, and he does it last week. I'm mean, uh, really, really. <laughs> no, I, you know he's. I'm glad to see him back. I, I really like him. Yeah, uh, Carolina. I think. Toward the second half of the game, sort of got into a little bit of a rhythm with Baker Mayfield, quarterback, and uh, hopefully they'll continue that. They've got to get find a way to get Christian McCaffrey the ball more. It's just uh, he's too good of a player uh, to go out there. And I do have Christian, so we'll see what happens with him. It probably get hurt this weekend. Sorry, Christian, if I jinx you, but uh, I, I think they've got to find a way to get him the football in space a little bit more than they're trying to do because he's such a, a dynamic player and. Last week, especially in the first half, it surprised me. They were just trying to run the ball up the middle with him a lot. And, and you know, their line's not built for that. And it kind of kind of makes you wonder, but hopefully the Panthers can't pull it off against the Giants. I think the uh, will Tom Brady finally have a good football game against the New Orleans Saints. He never seems to have a good game in New Orleans. But, uh, you know, they need to you know, come out throwing. That was an ugly game last week with the with the Cowboys. Uh, with, but Tom Brady's team's one and zero, and the Cowboys are one one. I know that makes you happy, but congratulations, by the way, to your Washington 
Commanders. Morgan, there's two types of people in this world. There are commanders and there are people who are getting commanded. And I choose to be a commander. Clip the commander. I like that. Commander clip. I tell you what, it felt great week one. Uh, Steve, a fellow Washington fan, asked me Wednesday night trivia at AJ's, hey, you ready for uh, week two? I said, no. I wish we didn't play again for another month so I could just keep saying we're 1-0. I don't want to play another game. I'm terrified. Yeah, but you know, you you're you, you say that, but you're a football guy. I know. I'm ready to get back at it. But uh, man, it was a lot of fun talking junk last week before the opening season, talking about the Cowboys and you know people that want the, the Redskins and now the Commanders and the fans. I said, let me tell you something. Most of these people that are Cowboy fans and talking about Kenny Curling, so specifically was talking about Kenny. <laughs> you know, he's a huge Cowboy fan. He's yeah. a huge. Uh, Redskins fan or Commander fan, but you guys have been that way for your whole life. I know it is a way of life. Whether the team is good or bad, you know, people that are the fans of those two teams in particular have been that way their whole lives. And you know, kudos to you guys. You know, just because you've stuck it out so long, and I, I hope you both make it to the to the World Series this year and win a win a Stanley Cup. You know, so thank you, Morgan. You're welcome. I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> Morgan Ehlers, High School Huddle. And uh, coming up at 6 o'clock, going to be a big show, getting you ready for a great night of high school football. Should be a great weather night as well. Morgan will also be there on the uh, PA tomorrow for ECU football. So, Morgan, uh, have a great weekend, man. A fun football weekend. And uh, we will talk to you again soon, and we'll see you tomorrow. Fantastic. I'm going to Washington for a gig tonight in the football game tomorrow. Then listen to you guys in the post-game show afterwards. And uh, make sure you get uh, surely a little volume for the end of the show for tomorrow night. Will do. Great advice. Thank you, Morgan. There's Morgan Aylers joining us on the Pit Electric Live on on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. What does everybody think? I need a value. Because they listened to the show and heard you. It was just that one time. Fair. Fair. Fair or not fair? No, it's fair. <laughs> it's fair. I'm just saying. It's fair just ball! Like, <laughs> it's just that one time, though. Just that one time. Sure, let's make somebody happy with some cans of Bud Light. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. We got a case, folks. Get off my case. We're going to give you a case of Bud Light cans it can be yours if you are the lucky caller. 12 must caller, be 20. Rah, rah, rah. Caller 12 must be 20. 317-1250-317-1250. That is the number. We'll have our winner and Brian North when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere for their customers. And they have one of the biggest used car inventories in eastern North Carolina. You can shop online today at EastCarolinaChryslerDodge.com. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. 
And uh, congratulations to Lance Kane of Greenville, uh, Greenville, I should say. Uh, he is the winner of the free beer, uh, courtesy of Bud Light on our free beer Friday. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Thank you, Twitter, for reminding me of this. Uh, do you remember how Justin Herbert got his start in the NFL? Why he got his first start? Why he got his first start? Yes. Uh, well, the starting quarterback at that time for the Chargers early was that, in the season. Was Philip Rivers? No. No, he had retired by Rivers then. had gone on to Indy. So the quarterbacks were Justin Herbert and Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor got that uh, injection in his lung or something. Tyrod Taylor had a rib injury, just like Herbert has now. Right. And the team doctor... Punctured his lung. <laughs> punctured Taylor's lung. Yeah, Justin that's run. it. Which allowed Justin Herbert to start. That's it. Yep, I do remember that because I remember watching the game. Fast forward to today, uh, Justin Herbert has a rib injury. Do they still have that same team doctor? Oh, if I'm Justin <laughs> Herbert, I'd be I'd be like, second opinion. Yeah. Second I, opinion. I got my own guy down the road from me that's going to help me out. <laughs> so uh, funny how uh, life tends to uh, come full circle there. So Tyrod Taylor probably saw that Herbert news and immediately had a in like a oof. And like, oh, my ribs don't hurt anymore. Yeah, I'm good to go. Good, uh, all good, coach. All right, let's head out to the Pitt Electric Live Line. Big night of high school football. We'll talk about that as uh, Brian North has the Blitz coming up tonight. Also, a uh, big day of college and NFL this weekend. North, how you doing on this football Friday? Uh, napped up and ready to go, I hope. We'll <laughs> find out uh, come 11 o'clock when the blitz comes on. We'll see if we've got the big bags under my eyes or the adrenaline has kicked in yet. All right, tune in uh, for that, folks. And, uh, Brian, what are we looking forward to on this Friday night? Uh, what are the, the games you're keeping an eye on tonight in high school football? These are some great matchups tonight. Week 5 is featuring three of four games that would be leadable on our on our sportscast any night of the week, uh, but they're all being played tonight. You start with undefeated Newburn traveling to unbeaten Havelock. Havelock has yet to give up a point in their first three games. The Bears have outscored the first uh, four opponents, 175-17. to 17. So uh, two dominant programs in Craven County having another epic clash tonight. So that's a huge one. J.H. Rose playing at Jacksonville. You remember they beat the Cardinals twice last year in Greenville. Now they have to go down to Jacksonville. And so it's been a redemption tour type of year for J.H. Rose, beating teams that beat them last year. Now it's a team they beat twice last year, having a chance to, to go with them, undefeated Jacksonville. So that's going to be a huge game for us. Uh, Aiden Griffin, West Craven, that's a border war as they start conference pl- play. We've got um, the Duplin County slobber knocker between undefeated James Keenan and 3-1 and East Duplin. That's a huge game. And then one of our favorite trophy games in the East, the mullet bucket between East and West Carteret. So a lot of great matchups on this Friday night. Board. Great to see conference play uh, getting underway. Great to see these rivalries and, uh, and great matchups as well. And interested to see in that um, that 3A, 4A where you've got Havelock and New Bern and Jacksonville and Rose. You know, do the, does the cream rise to the top here early? Do the, the standings fluctuate as the year goes on? I mean, New Bern looks like it's, it's going to be tough to beat. And if they do lose a game would it be to a havelock to a rose to a jacksonville I don't, i'm interested to see how these standings look throughout the uh, the weeks here brian yeah jacksonville remember beat newburn last year the, the thing with newburn is they're really good on defense they're good offensively on the option but they're limited when it comes to a passing attack so if they face a good defense who can stop the run play good assignment football they're gonna have to throw it and that's not their strength so it's gonna be a matchup thing this year and so I can see where they'll have matchup problems with a Jacksonville and, and maybe a Havelock. That 
Havlock's defense is built for spread offenses, but not for options. So how do they deal with it tonight? You know, Rose, I mean, there's so many, it's going to be a matchup thing week to week. Conley beat the crap out of Jacksonville last year. I think we're going to see that continue. It's just going to be kind of a each week, which matchups and styles, uh, each other as they go against each other but i think it's going to be a mess again at the end of the year there's going to be a battle there for the top spot and we could have several teams tied for it brian north joining us pit electric live line speaking of option attacks east carolina will face one next saturday before that uh, they got the campbell fighting camels coming to town east carolina obviously a big favorite over campbell took care of odu last week brian and uh Hopefully this is one where we could see uh, some backups in and some guys get experience. We said that going into Charleston Southern last year, and it was not the case at all. East Carolina had to fight and claw to get out of Dottie Ficklin Stadium with a three-point win. So uh, we'll see what happens this Saturday. Uh, there's rumors you've been known to hang with degenerate gamblers or no such people. And what is this, like a 26.5-point spread in this game? It's uh, I've, I've been told 30. I'm still looking for it on the sites that I frequent and haven't seen anything. It'll come out tomorrow on those sites. But, yeah, it's uh, it's up there, Brian. So those always scare me, especially when you're ECU, you know, because it seems like those games you're supposed to win by a lot you don't. You know, you play to your competition's level. But Campbell's not a bad com- competitive level. They had the number one recruiting class in one A this year, which says something. For a program that just went to scholarships, what, five years ago at the most? So Mike Vinter was actually running a non-scholarship program and making them relevant. Now they've become scholarship and quickly trying to move up through the ranks. So there's something there, uh, just not a lot of depth like ECU would have. So you would think depth would play out. You think ECU starters may just be a tick better than uh, Campbell starters, but Campbell does have some individual players that you have to account for. If you take care of business, don't turn the ball over. Yeah, you should be pushing uh, that Vegas number, but it's football stranger things can happen sometimes that ball uh, is shaped funny and can bounce around a little bit so this is one of these games where when you talk about the evolution of ecu's program getting back to winning this is a game where they have to be mature enough to handle it and then take care of business on the field in a very clinical business-like manner and make your uh, alumni and, and fans in the stands happy and outside of a couple of drives last week i feel like ecu did all those things you were talking about there as a favorite pesky underdog here in old dominion coming off a win over virginia tech east carolina was in control throughout although old dominion made it close and uh, at times but uh, the, the pirates dominated the stat sheet brian even more so than they did the scoreboard so you just hope that this is a uh, it seems like a very business-like team that if they're favorites if they're underdogs are going into the same with uh, into the game with a similar mindset and I've been impressed with their two fourth quarters in the Long yeah. State and in the win against Old Dominion. That that fourth quarter, which is what coaches always talk about, but rarely happens. I remember when I first arrived here 24 years ago, Steve Logan used to always talk about dominating the fourth quarter, have Jeff Connors having his guys in shape, and that used to make the difference in years they were successful. But that has not been the case lately. Uh, the, the whole um, no-quarter flag in the fourth quarter became kind of a running joke. And now all of a sudden it's meaning something again because of that fourth quarter drive. And give credit to Mike Houston and his no-nonsense approach to the conditioning, to bringing in players that believe in his system. Uh, His two leading wide receivers are transfers. Uh, He's got guys on the defense buying into that system now. They're becoming that ball hawk. You know, just that there's an attitude there that's really starting to take over that program that we hadn't seen in a while. And that translates to the fourth quarter when you're trying to put teams away or win ball games. And I've seen that in two straight games now. And again, if you're mature enough, if you made that leap as a program, you'll see that every week, whether uh, you're losing going into the fourth or you're winning or it's close. 
that fourth quarter always is a pivotal deal. Talking to you, Brian North on the Pitt Electric Live Line, looking at the ACC, Brian, Old Dominion trying to continue their quest for the Virginia State Championship. They knocked off the Hokies. They got the Cavaliers. Virginia Cavaliers coming off a bad loss last week at Illinois, but they are the favorite against Old Dominion in Charlottesville. Sam Hartman's back. He and Wake Forest taking on Liberty this weekend. Uh, We'll hit on NC State. NC State, Texas Tech, Miami, Texas A&M, two kind of national games for the ACC to try to get some respect tomorrow. So, uh, well, let's start there in Raleigh, Brian. Uh, NC State, 10-point favorite over Texas Tech. Texas Tech coming off uh, a wacky overtime win over Houston. NC State coming off a blowout over Charleston Southern last week. So this is interesting with NC State, who usually schedules cupcakes, but as they've tried to step up their program, beefing up their schedule a little, getting a Big 12 team to at least come to their stadium to beef up their RPI a little bit, just in case they mess around and go and win the ACC, they want to be in the talk for a possible playoff. And so this is a game that they wanted on their schedule, uh, a nighttime game at Carter-Finley. So the only thing I'm, I'm curious about in this one is the physicality that sometimes Texas football teams have. Texas Tech was always known as the spread team and always the, you know, they weren't the toughest team in Texas, but they've tried to change that culture here lately. And I'm, going, I'm curious to see the toughness factor against that NC State defense under the lights at Carter-Finley. So I like it. I like that NC State's scheduling somebody good non-conference. Uh, let's see if it comes back to bite them or if they kind of continue their ascension after that first week survival and then last week taking care of business. Where is this NC State team right now? Ranked, what, 16th in the country, I believe. So uh, I like this game right now where it is to get them better instead of a cupcake, and then they go into a Clemson game unprepared or are not battle-tested. Talking to Brian North, Pit Electric Live Line, Texas A&M, one of my favorite picks of the week, Brian, and I, I thought that last weekend, and now I feel like everybody's kind of on board with it, and it makes sense, the old bounce back, uh, Miami coming to town, A&M is a home favorite, 9 o'clock ESPN, and uh, boy, give all the credit in the world to App State, but how about uh, the U sitting at 13, they win this game, Miami sneaks into the top 10 perhaps, Brian, this is a huge game uh, for Miami. Having to go on the road in one of the most hostile environments is always fun. And look, you know, Texas A&M has that young quarterback, and probably is going to. You would think he was he would bounce back in a game like this, but I think I said this last week. It doesn't bother me at all when a Jimbo Fisher team and all that money uh, gets handed by a, a smaller team they're not supposed to beat. So, no, I, I this will be man. Imagine the heat that'll be put on Jimbo Fisher if he can't if he loses two in a row in, in this deal uh, to two East Coast teams. So. Uh, very curious about this one. I would expect them to bounce back. But it's, this is going to be one of those you know, late fourth quarter deals. If Miami, again, doesn't turn it over, if they can handle that hostile environment, this could be a last possession type of game. Brian North joining us. Brian, uh, speaking of hot seats, and uh, I think Scott Satterfield was able to at least rest a little bit more comfortable in his uh, coaching chair after knocking off UCF last week. They got crushed by... Syracuse in in week one and it kind of stinks that we have to talk about this when we bring up sports and college sports but that's the reality Uh, these coaches get a chance and they get these big contracts and they get fired and they get paid to go sit at home for a little while Uh, but Florida State at Louisville tonight I like that I like Scott Satterfield but I don't know is he uh what's his seat looking like he needs to do something this year right well, you know, Louisville is one of those places where they have a lot of money rolling around and a lot of expectations. They don't like to wait very long for things to change. And so I think there was a little bit more wrong with the Louisville pro football program that traditionally takes some time to change. Now with the transfer portal, you expect to be able to fix things a little bit quicker. 
So I don't know what they've done in that whole recruiting side or the transfer portal. But, yes, uh, people in Louisville, again, there's a ton of money rolling around that program. They do not like to have to sit and wait very long. So I understand the pressure. Fans aren't necessarily always the most educated when it comes to the minute workings of football programs. And Scott Scott Satterfield was paid a lot of money to come in there and fix it right away. So um, that's what he chose. But we'll see what's happening there. They they got the quarterback and they got some other things going on, but they have some deeper-seated issues in that program that need to be addressed, and I know they're trying to handle. But uh, it's not a perfect situation in Louisville right now. Yeah, a bit of a hot-seat bowl, I guess, between Florida State and uh, and Louisville. But Norvell goes 3-0. and People in Tallahassee start thinking uh, about him differently. Yeah, they'll give him a contract extension, and then he'll start losing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the circle of college football life, pretty much. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, I like what Florida State's doing. I think they're building the right direction, but I don't think they're quite there yet. But, look, they've recruited the young man from New Bern, K.J. Sampson. They've got him as a verbal commit, and I think they've done a better job with kind of reestablishing their recruiting a little bit more. And, and so they're trying to get back to some of that, uh, the basics of what Florida State football is all about. And so – um, I like what they're doing, but I don't know if they're quite there yet. But um, this will be a big game for them. And uh, keep an eye on future ECU opponent BYU. We talked about them preseason. Could be the toughest team the Pirates play this year. Well, now they're number 12. They're 2-0 and after winning against Baylor. On the road at Oregon coming up, 3-30 on Fox. And just looking after that. They'll they'll beat Wyoming. They'll beat Utah State. They probably they'll be a favorite at Notre Dame. I would imagine, depending on how things go. And then they got Arkansas at home at Liberty before they take on East Carolina. They play a really tough schedule, and uh, it, it remains tough when they take on Oregon. Oregon got absolutely plastered by Georgia to start this season, so we still don't know what we got in the Ducks. But uh, right. I like watching uh, big, physical, tough BYU football. That'll be a good one tomorrow, Brian. I love BYU because they'll travel anywhere, anytime. They yeah. put up that bus in the Church of Latter-day Saints. It's everywhere. And so I've always loved their attitude. It's probably better they get back into a conference. But uh, I've, I've always loved their take-on-anybody attitude as well. And uh, so, no, they're a school that's uh, – feel like they always do it the right way there. It's always kind of hard to tell from the outside looking in. But always kind of admired BYU, what they've done through the decades and their lot in life. and. Um, all, when they're playing well, it's kind of like Notre Dame light. It's like the uh, the fans come out of everywhere to watch BYU. I always remember when they were in Greenville and how many BYU fans were there to watch them. So they're kind of one of those um, kind of under-the-radar national powers when it comes to their fan base. So it's always interesting to watch them. Brian North joining us. Brian, uh, the Panthers fall to the Browns since starting 3-0 and last year. Matt Rule's Panthers are 2-13. and One of those 13 losses came to the Giants in a pretty embarrassing fashion last year. So that's where they'll be coming up this Sunday. Panthers looking for win number one on the year. Giants, Saquon Barkley got rolling last week. They upset, if you want to call it that, the uh, Titans. So Giants looking to get to 2-0 and this year. The interesting game, you know, this is the first time I've kind of tried to champion Matt Rule a little bit. I always thought he was a good football coach, but now it's, they're kind of looking more and more like Baylor where in the Big 12 where they they don't tackle. And so the Panthers missed 17 tackles last week. Mm. You start getting into missed tackles, penalties, fumbled snaps where there shouldn't be a problem. And, and, boy, those are just little minute details, execution things that uh, it just make you start to worry just a little bit for what Matt Rule is doing. He likable guy, seems to know his football, but I don't know if the toughness is translating right now and the 
the uh, small attention to little details that are difference between winning and losing. So um, when you see their first game of the year, when they're doing things that they shouldn't be having a problem with in game one, and they are, um, makes me question a little bit. But in the NFL, it's amazing how quickly teams rebound from a loss and how quickly teams who get a big win come back down to earth and get a little fat on what they were doing. And it's not like the Giants have had a lot of success yeah. or have had a lot of practice in dealing with success. So uh, this is a very curious game uh, on Sunday. Brian, uh, I think the uh, my favorite game, best game maybe uh, in the NFL this weekend involves NFC South teams, Bucks at Saints, and the Saints have had the Bucks and Brady's number over the years. And if you want to look for a, a college type environment in the NFL, put all those crazy New Orleans fans and Tom Brady coming to town. That should be a fun one coming up Sunday at one. Both of those teams trying to get to two and zero. Saints have. Boy, the Falcons, man. It doesn't matter who's coaching, who's on the roster. They blow leads like nobody else. It is it is nuts. And uh happened again last week. So looking forward to uh, Jameis versus Brady coming up on Sunday. Gosh. You know, and it's always – I watched the Bucks game a little bit the other night, and I kept expecting them to fall apart, and I still think they may. You know, their offensive line keeps getting decimated. Well, and on that note, Michael Parsons, who's very good, but uh, Brady got hit. Brady got pressured quite a bit the other night. And I think I said early on, I'm on record as saying it's going to be a tough year for Tom Brady down the road because of that offensive line. But, man, he looked crisp the other day when he had time to throw. But for a 45-year-old to take that many hits, that's just going to wear on you pretty quick. So uh, that Saints defense, uh, you know, with Kentavious Street, the J.H. Rose defensive tackle there, uh, we'll see what kind of pressure they can get on there. They certainly have had the right game plan against Tom Brady. And so now how do the Buccaneers adjust with their new uh, coach? And, and uh, yeah, it's got to be some, some quick dropbacks, some quick releases, and does that work against the Saints? Now, this is one of the teams Tom Brady has struggled with, and you know how competitive he is. I think they're happy to get the Saints early this year when they're still relatively healthy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, this is one of these games I've had earmarked because of their success against Tom Brady and how does he react here what will probably be his last year, and does he survive it? Because uh, uh, he has had his issues in New Orleans. And it looks cool on paper when these old guys get together and and try to give it one more run. And like when uh, Pierce and, and KG went to the Nets, and it turns out they were just old and, and not themselves anymore. And, you know, LeBron, and, and they'll put some, together some old guys in L.A. or whatever. But uh, Tom Brady throwing to Julio Jones looked pretty damn good the other night. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they had Julio Jones, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, Godwin was back. I'm like, that guy was supposed to be out another half a year with a knee injury, but he was back. He got on that TB12 plan and magically healed, Brian. <laughs> That'll be a thirty for thirty about uh, ten years down the road. Yeah. They're figuring out Lance Armstrong style, right? When, uh, uh, but you know, and then he had uh, Leonard Fournette at running back, so they do have more pieces there. And uh, but again. In, Julio doesn't have a great injury history, right? Leonard Fournette usually good to miss a couple of games. Mike Evans' hamstring seems to be like hanging on by a thread, but he had a monster game. Like they, yeah, they got the players. Can they be there? The old uh, I, I, some cliches I don't like. I love the uh, the cliche: the best ability is availability. Brian, and Correct. see if they're there. We've got, right, and with God with that knee, I mean, it just seems like he's back quick. And sometimes you know how it is; it takes a year. Another year back from an ACL, so he looked good at times. Will that continue? We saw him get up limping one time, so I don't know if I trust uh, Godwin to be ready to go with that knee all the time either, Goodwin, whatever his name is. But he, uh, he he's there, but I don't know if I trust him to play all 17, and that's going to be scary for Tom Brady if he doesn't have all his weapons. 
Talking sports with Brian North, getting you ready for your football weekend. It begins tonight with high school football. You can see all the action on the Blitz coming up, WCTI 12. A lot of great games, as we talked about earlier. So, Brian, uh, you got your nap in. You're primed to go. Uh, Hopefully, you can rest up tomorrow, but a big night tonight. So, we'll check you out on the Blitz, man. All right. Appreciate it. Another fun weekend of football and beautiful weather. You know, 23 years ago, I know you remember Hurricane Floyd was rolling through and Hmm. up one of that. The greatest games I've ever covered was the uh, ECU-Miami game in Raleigh. And so uh, we are just thankful here in the height of hurricane season. We have a beautiful Friday and Saturday to enjoy some great football. No doubt. And uh, can you believe it, Brian? Five straight nice Fridays for high school football. This has got to be a record for Eastern North Carolina. Uh, we will pay for it somewhere on the back end here. No doubt. Do. No doubt. And then we'll be complaining what a horrible season it was weather-wise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that happened one year. We had like 11 of the 11 regular season weeks were great, and the playoffs were nothing but rain and crap. So it, we'll, we will pay for it at some point. There is no doubt. North, enjoyed it, man. Uh, have a good night. All right. See you, Clippy. There he is, Brian North. The Blitz coming your way tonight. WCTI 12 recapping high school football. Let's take a break. Come back. We'll wrap up Pirate Radio Live with Greeny, Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show. What's going on in the world of golf? We'll also talk some football when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Market has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a football Friday. Let's mix in a little golf talk and more football talk as we head out to the Pit Electric Live Line and talk to Mark Greenhill, Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, how you doing on this Friday? I'm doing good, Cliff. How you doing? Fantastic. Greeny, uh, get us up to date. I am immersed in football, all things football, so not following what's going on in the golf world, so help me out. What are we uh, paying attention to this weekend? Well, this is kind of one of those weeks where I don't think many people are paying attention because it's like we just had the tour championship. We had like a week off. Uh, We had some more live discussion. We got our captain's picks for the President's Cup, which is next week here in Charlotte. And lo and behold, we've got the first event of a new season this week. So you got the Fortnite Championship. And, you know, probably not the strongest of fields when you really look at it. But the interesting thing is, this is the kind of event where if you kind of pay more attention to not necessarily who wins, but maybe who's in contention. Like last year, I mean, Max Homa won, and Max Homa was leading again as we talk right now. But, you know, high up on that leaderboard was Mito Pereira. And we kind of didn't pay much attention until he almost won the PGA Championship last May, so in, in May. So these are the kind of events where, 
yeah, the field the field strength isn't all that great, but this is where maybe you see a guy who's starting to build or somebody who's getting an opportunity or maybe somebody who's trying to make a comeback. I mean, Clemson's own Ben Martin uh, has been on the tour, looked like he was going to have some success. A lot of injuries kicked in, didn't retain his card. Now he's kind of made his way back through um, through the Corn Ferry Tour, and lo and behold, he's back up tied for fourth right now. So, again, this is one of those weeks where you're kind of looking at maybe some potential throughout the year. And uh, I guess the calm before the President's Cup storm, which, Greeny, you'll be uh, on hand, right? You'll be uh, reporting live from there coming up next weekend. Yeah, actually, locally here in Charlotte, which you can go to thegolfshopshow.com or go to our local affiliate, the ESPN 730, the game site, and you can actually listen live. We've got I've got to do shows Thursday from 12 to 2, Friday from 12 to 2, our normal Saturday show, 8 to 10, and then Sunday we're doing 8 to 11. So going to be putting in a lot of extra work, and somebody's throwing me on TV next Wednesday, which I don't have the hair for TV. But anyway... Uh, yeah, so lots going on, and uh, we'll be knee-deep in it next week. All the greeny you can handle coming up next week, and uh, <laughs> we'll have uh, the Golf Shop Radio Show this Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. on Pirate Radio, next Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. as well. President's Cup going on uh, right here. How big of a deal is this uh, for it to be uh, right here in North Carolina, in Charlotte, Greeny? This is a big deal. I mean, you know, you can say that the – you know, the Wells Fargo Championship, and it's been over over your way before. I mean, you know, it does have an international flair just because the fields these days are so international. But when you start talking about this, I mean, when you've got guys on the international team from around the world, you get all uh, some pretty good uh, sticks on the U.S. side. I mean, this is a big deal. You know, it kind of gets its prime time viewing. Uh, it, it should really be the only golf that's happening. Uh, you might get a smattering of some smaller tours, might get the LPGA and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, this is where everybody's going to be focused on. And they're going to see, really, you know, can Trevor Immelman and his, what I would call, kind of young squad make a dent? I mean, when you start looking at this, I mean, you think the USA has a huge advantage, right? The USA players, those 12 guys, have a combined 90 wins across any professional tour. Well, the international squad has 82 wins across all, all tours worldwide. So when you look at it from just a pure winning perspective, not so far off in terms of the quality of each of the two teams. Mark Green Elge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, a Clemson alum, and since uh, winning the opener against Georgia Tech, Clemson has knocked off uh, an FCS opponent and now takes on Louisiana Tech. I'd have more interest in this one if Skip Holtz was still there, Greeny, but he is not, and the Tigers are huge favorites this weekend against those Bulldogs. I guess ACC games to watch. Uh, NC State hosting Texas Tech, 7 o'clock on the Deuce, and then Miami uh, will be on the national stage on ESPN at 9 o'clock at Texas A&M. Tonight, you've got Florida State at Louisville in an ACC matchup. So, outside of your Tigers, uh, what are you watching uh, as far as ACC play goes this weekend? Yeah, definitely that Miami-Texas A&M game is huge. I mean, it's, it's, is Miami really back? They're going up against an SEC team who's probably not real happy at the moment after, after getting app-stated last week. So, um, you know, that's what I'm looking at. I mean, Texas a and still favored by six. Um, you know, again, a lot of people are looking for the U to kind of make that resurgence. I mean, they're ranked 13th in the country, uh, still a six-point underdog in this game. Texas a and is going to be a little angry. We'll see if Miami is ready for prime time. Last couple of years, 
we keep thinking that Miami's right there on the edge, and whenever they get that primetime shot, they lay an egg. So that's definitely going to be uh, what you want to see. And then, you know, Florida State, we feel like that we've had a little bit of progress out of Florida State. Um, you know, Louisville has had their issues as well, and I think this could be a big game for both of those teams. Like, which direction does it go in? You know, if, if, if you win this game, maybe you get a little momentum, and if you lose this game, man, it could start to spiral down a la like a Nebraska. Mark Greenheld's joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. Greeny, I think I, I know the answer to this question, the way you're going to answer it. I'm going to ask it anyway. Who's in more trouble, uh, the local team there, the Carolina Panthers, or the team you root for, the New England Patriots, uh, both 0-1 to start this season? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I'm sitting there watching Mac Jones in the first drive last week, takes it right down the field and then throws a pick. Might have might have probably been pass interference, but, you know, you got to move on. And then kind of uh, – then they have a fumble that gets taken back for a touchdown, and then they have a chance near the end of the game, and they, you know, they're down inside the red zone, and they complete a pass, and it gets fumbled, and that kind of ends it. And it's like, you know, mistakes. And we kind of saw that early in the season last year. Uh, a little bit from the mistake side, a little suspect on the offensive line. So I'm a little worried about them against a team like the, the Steelers, who are probably going to put a lot of pressure on that offensive line. So, um, you know, here down here in Carolina, I mean, I think that was one of those games where maybe ba- Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, was maybe impacted in that first half a little bit, maybe trying a little too hard. And once he kind of settled in, things went a little bit better. But, you know, down the stretch, they, the Panthers kind of failed again, which has been the MO of this team for how long now? Where, you know, not only the first half of seasons, you know, do they seem to come out and play okay, but the but in the second half, terrible. But then you then you get the instance where the second half of games and the second half of season, they get impacted, and they just still didn't finish the job here in the second half. So I, there might be equal concerns on both sides for me. Both teams on the road. Both teams looking for their first win. Panthers at Giants. Patriots taking on the Steelers. Last night it was the Chiefs over the Chargers. Uh, so, uh, two Monday night games coming up this week, Greeny. So the NFL, it's almost like they test the fans' patience. Like, what? How long will you stick with us? We'll put games on a, a streaming service on Thursday. We'll throw Packers Bears on a Sunday night and then give you two Monday nighters. And I tell you what, I'm a sucker. I'll sit there and watch every one of them, Green. Yeah, you know, they, they haven't found that line with any of us yet. <laughs> they, could, they, could bury, they could bury one on a live stream like the Live Golf League does. Yeah. Everybody would still find a way to, to get it on there and watch it, right? You know. The, the double Monday night games, I mean, I guess, do, do you call it disrespect to maybe the Bills and the Eagles and the Vikings and the Titans? I, you know, that there's two games going on starting an hour and 15 minutes apart. I mean, what do you do at that point? Who gets the, who kind of gets the, the larger viewing audience? You got to think at this point it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. But then with what the Vikings did to uh, yeah. Bay last week, and, and everybody, you know, saying, okay, the Eagles, the door's wide open now because the Cowboys are in a little bit of trouble at quarterback. So, man, it just seems like those are two really good games that you kind of want to look at. And, and obviously the way the Titans didn't finish the job in their game either. So, yeah, it's like we had week one, and it's like, man, we should just be kind of easing on into the season. We've got 1,600 storylines to deal with. It is fascinating. It is almost fake uh, the way this happens every single year, but uh, it is so much fun to watch. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. Joining us, Greeny, what's on tap for Saturday's program? 
Well, we've got a lot of stuff going on as usual. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the President's Cup coming up next week, and we'll touch base with Rex Hoggard, get a little preview of that. We'll take our way down to Sea Island and check in with the director of golf down there, Brendan Beal. Is they always have a, a, a fall event coming up on the schedule down there in Sea Island, so we'd always look forward to that one. And then we're going to check in on said Panthers-Giants game with the play-by-play voice uh, of the Giants, Mr. Bob Papa. So a uh, little football, and Bill Bender as always. So football, pro football, a little more golf. In there, we'll talk baseball too. Who knows? A lot going on. Golf Shop Radio Show, eight to ten a.m. to get our broadcast schedule underway. We'll have the Bud Light pregame for you at two o'clock, and of course after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Greeny, enjoyed the chat, man. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week uh, live from the President's Cup. That'll be fun. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Greeny. It's an unenthusiastic sign-off, but we'll talk to you next Friday. And that wraps it up for this Friday and this week's editions of PRL. But we're back with you 2 o'clock Saturday, Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to the 6 o'clock kickoff after the game of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Thanks for tuning in today for Shirley Rhodes, C.J. Schaefer. I'm Cliff Brock. We'll uh, see you Monday on PRL and Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.